0: Ah welcome everybody. this This is my uh, first live broadcast since learning of the passing of my friend Dr. Rashid Batar. and uh, we're gonna focus the bulk of uh, the the next couple of hours talking about Dr. Batar and um, some reminiscing. Some of it will be teaching because he he never stopped teaching as well in his life here and his journey here and uh, how he inspired so many, infuriated some too, uh, but brought the love and the conviction uh, to do the right thing because. The only thing to do is the right thing, and that is in uh, bringing the power to heal back where it belongs with each and every one of you. My first hour guest will be Dr. Brian Artis, my good friend, and uh, uh, brilliant in his own right. Also very funny, you know, I don't know. We like to laugh in times of, of loss because it just kind of helps to heal. At the same time, I feel it, and I don't. It, I'm feeling everything, and there's so much going on simultaneously. You all are feeling it, too. If you have questions or comments, certainly drop them in the, the chat room at robertscabell.com slash listen or the various ways you're watching the show today. And in an hour two, uh, the heart, the goodness, the beauty. Um, looking forward to Nia Peoples joining us as well to talk about Dr. Batar. Maybe we'll have Ty Bollinger drop in as well if he has time. But uh, that's it. That's what we're set up to do today. Please share the show. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. And uh, we don't know what th- that time is, when it expires, uh, but we're here to fulfill our mission, our passion. As long as we have, and uh, let's get this healing. I'd say party <laughs> remembrance started. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. The Robert Scott Belzer.
1: The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. Robert Scott Bell Show.
0: I didn't see that super Don. You made me. You already make me tear up, um, which I didn't well, plan on doing. Try to be strong about it, but um, the tears have, you know, not not flown as much as they will. The more I consider what we've just gone through and the loss of our dear friend, our brother, uh, extraordinary, larger than life in so many ways, a man on a mission, Doctor Rashid Batar, suddenly uh, last uh, Thursday in the wee hours of the morning and i've had you know number of days to interact with some of you many of you that have been reaching out to me about it and some of that we'll we'll be able to discuss today on the show uh some with uh dr brian Artis, who who will be joining uh me shortly and uh nia people's a good friend uh, in our two and and hopefully ty bollinger and others and if you have anything you want to share please please do so uh in the chat room and uh, some of you have already submitted um some comments on if i have time to read them i will if not you can also read what i wrote this morning uh, for the notes today, uh, my sense of of what this man on a mission was all about. And I had the great fortune uh, to travel with him on this mission for a number of decades now, uh, meeting, I think it was the early 2000s, might've been as early as late 90s, but I think it was the early 2000s. And I I, I got to narrate his uh, first uh, video series, knowing your Know Your Options, and emceed uh, um, the Advanced Medicine Conference events that he started. Uh, this was to be the fifth one this coming weekend. And um, for those of you who haven't heard, the family is—it's is, just too much for them to go on. As much as we all want to, in the spirit of Rashid, uh, continue and 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 I just watched the video interview of his, of his of Bruce Lipton that was done a couple of weeks earlier about it, and I just smiled and laughed, and you know, so happy and elated watching him, watching them, anticipating what was to be, what was coming, this next advanced medicine conference, and now um, the family again is grieving. As much as any of us are, to lose a father, a son, an uncle, a cousin, a brother uh, in any way it, it's it's just different. It's intense at uh, that that level of loss. So uh, we want to respect the privacy of those who have in the immediate family who have lost their, as I said their dad, their brother, their uncle, their their uh, son, etc, and uh, carry on. But there is a great mission and a purpose in in dr. Batar's life and uh, Super Don t- tells me he downloaded like 425 hours, like of of audio content with Doctor Batar on Advanced Medicine Conference. Uh, my friend Celia Farber, who you know uh, from this show and other things, just uh, blasted out on her Substack an interview that uh, Doctor Batar was involved with with our dearly departed friend Liam Chef. Uh, on the issue of HIV, the scam of HIV, for instance, as a causal agent and what they call immune deficiency or AIDS. And I, and I think about all the journeys. We've had a lot of laughter. We've had a lot of intensity. And all through it, uh, Dr. Batar never backed down on his promise to God that he made in in helping to get the help to recover his son, Abi, who was injured by a vaccine so early on. And he dedicated his life and he never wavered on that promise right till the day he passed from this place. And if you feel anger, that's okay too. It's part of it. But our journey is our journey. My journey is my journey. So is yours. And when we intersect from time to time throughout these journeys, and a lot of us have come together, particularly uh, through the COVID years, many of you thought you had friends and family and, and found out that they were not really committed to you in the same way you were committed to them as they rejected you because you had a different view or belief about a thing. And Dr. Bittar was uh, the, received a lot of derision because of his stance. And, you know, one of the uh, significant things, and I think we have a video clip of it, uh, maybe it was from that or no, it was from his most recent interview where he talked, uh, the la- I think it was the last one before he passed, um, but he talked about the CNN interview that he did where they were trying to ridicule him. And then he said, you know, check back in three years. And the guy that interviewed him, I think he was dead within a year or so after having, you know, gotten the jabs and boosters. But yet, Doctor Batar didn't make it out of this place alive. He does. He does in spirit. I have no doubt. There's no, not even a shred of doubt that he's fine. It's all of us that grieve the loss of a loved one, of a friend, of a, a you know a, a real patriot too. And you know who's who's to say when your time is up, when ours is up, mine is up. We don't know. I don't know if that number is actually ever written in stone. There's so many factors that go into that. And we may talk about those things in terms of physiological reality as far as what happened. Many of you have questions about that, but he was very vocal and and open about the the fact that he believed he was poisoned. And if we talk about the vector of of, uh, exposure, there are a number of factors, air, water, food, direct contact. There's a number of things that could be involved here beyond what they called COVID, but primarily that vector was the injection or is the injection. Even it's even as it's not as actively being injected today, there are other vectors of the things that are causing such chaos in the human body, the animal body, but the human body in this case, to cause a cardiovascular collapse that you cannot recover from. Some, some cannot at a certain point. It's beyond the the recovery. Now, the question of the mission, is the mission complete for Dr. Rashid Bitar? Well, as he said, when he was ready, when it's time, he would be ready to meet his maker, his creator. And he, and he didn't enter that potential with any fear as he walked through life, as he, uh, continued to walk through walls. In fact, with the solidity of his beliefs about health and healing and the importance of bringing the power to heal back where it belongs with each and every one of us. And I, you know, one of the, the funny anecdotes that I'll always remember, and you guys, even the last Tuesday episode, which was, was his last appearance here on this show in leading up to what we hope would be the fifth annual, uh, Advanced Medicine Conference, right at the end, I could feel the anticipation from all of you, including me. And I said, you know, before we got to go, Dr. Batar has something to say. And he would say, the power to heal is unequivocally yours. And I never said unequivocally, it was just the power to heal is yours. But Dr. Batar wanted to be sure that you got that and you didn't miss a moment of it and its intent and purpose and meaning. And then the other side is that he always had to one up you or me, <laughs> and it was okay. He just had to bring that extra. You said the power, to heal, the power to heal is unequivocally yours, and I love that about him. Did bother me at all? And we had a great spirited discussion, and he loved to be able to tell you he disagreed with you, and then say something that was really more in alignment and agreement with you. It was just a deeper layer because he wanted to make sure you got it. And he spent so much of his time and energy and effort to make sure it would land. He wrote the book, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away, and course established the iidfw and so many other things that who knows how those things uh, persist in in perpetuity in terms of our physical reality but the spirit with which he brought the intensity the the integrity with which he brought every to everything will continue to live on in the legacy and his memory and all that all those was left behind to continue on in uh you know derivations of that same kind of mission and you know, one of my friends that you know only happened over the last few years, we never knew about him, it just came on the scene. It was a, another within the, I believe, the spirit of a Dr. Batar, in that he finds something out, grabs a hold of it and just picks it up, makes sure, and then takes it to the world and doesn't care a lick about what somebody says about him in regards to what he's bringing to the world. And in that way, very much in the spirit of Dr. Batar, Dr. Brian Artis is, is here with us now. Uh, to talk about a little bit about life and legacy of Dr. Bhatar, as well as some other things that, you know, it, the teachable moments that we're always engaged in. It's hard for us to just dis- make a distinction, Dr. Artis, between the mourning and, and the, the the legacy and the dedication. And at the same time, if Dr. Bhatar were here with us, he would also want to be able to teach people about how to live, how to live better and healthier. And and I'll always be so grateful for that. And I'm grateful for you to be here to with me today to talk about Dr. Bhatar and and Various other things. So, thank you, Brian. Thank you.
2: Hey, you're very welcome. Uh, very honored to have known Dr. butar Obviously, that was a great uh, compilation there of pictures. Uh, my favorite was you and Ty kissing them. That's that's hilarious. I was like, oh, well, at least I can smile looking at that image. That yes. was awesome. Uh, yes. Yeah, it should have brought you to tears. Anybody else watching? But uh, we laughed
0: a lot. This, you know, we we do. We laughed a lot together. There was so much laughter in the intensity of all the things and. Many of us on this journey, Brian, in this lifetime, if you've taken on the mission of uh, speaking truth, fact, to um, uh, a pharmaceutical medical paradigm, for whatever lack of a better way to say it, a disempowering paradigm, uh, you risk a lot. And yet at the same time, why do we do it? Not because it brings us fame or fortune. (laughs) Many people who have done this have lost so much, yet what you gain is um, that that the community of people that are dedicated to doing the right thing because the right thing to do is the only thing to do.
2: Yeah. And it's been very impressive over the last three and a half years to get to know medical professionals, uh, regardless of what field they're in or what their licensing is specifically. But a lot of doctors and healthcare professionals have had their licenses challenged uh, because they took a stand to use either off-label drugs, prescribe something safer, recommend dietary changes, detoxification, vitamins, minerals, and then be attacked So it's one thing to see during this three and a half years of this uh, most recent fiasco around the world called COVID, Uh, watching medical doctors and professionals have their uh, licenses challenged, but knowing clinically what they're telling and prescribing is working and is safer than the alternatives Mm -hmm. and still being punished and then having to hire legal firms and lawyers to represent them to fight the boards for the last three and a half years. Uh, How cool is it now? Uh, as you as for me, it was during this last three and a half years. Mm-hmm. How cool is it to actually see individuals mono e mono take on medical boards, medical associations like Buttar had been doing yes, way sure. before the pandemic. You're right? So this is a guy who is absolutely i I, I said it to you on the phone uh, the first night finding out that he passed was uh, he was a man of men with with an incredible constitution inside of him. Like he was so firm and powerful in in delivering his message and his belief that all things were possible in the realm of healing. Like they just were and put your faith in natural medicine, stand for humanity, do the right thing for your patients. Uh, He was constantly doing that and then spent millions and millions of dollars fighting the medical boards and establishments who were actually trying to keep him from utilizing clinical applications he had already proven were safe and effective in reversing autism and cancer for decades, but he still had to fight the, the industrial complex all on his own. It's just phenomenal to, to me to get to know these individuals who took a stand. So it's early on before there was a collective consciousness really, yeah. and a group of people all feeling like they were taking this monster on as a whole. No, that guy was doing it all by himself. And yeah. to me in one of the greatest lessons, where did it all start? It all started with his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he wanted to cure his son of autism. That's what he wanted to do and actually rid the kid's sensory issues. He wanted to do that and believed you could do it. And mm-hmm. then not you at home, not anybody watching this, but Dr. Buttar and his son were testifying in the Capitol building of the United States, testifying before Congress of the benefits of how to actually prevent more harm mm-hmm. and replace that with activity of daily living and to restore these people back to health using the principles that he was using. You right. guys weren't doing that. I wasn't doing that. Doctor Butar was doing that. Uh, he did it for his family, for his son, mm-hmm. which he took the responsibility of a father very, very vigorously. Obviously, and he wanted to be a great dad. Then he wanted to be a great uh, healer for everyone that ever came to him for help. And that's mm-hmm. the kind of medical professionals. That's the kind of healthcare professionals everyone should be seeking out in their own lives.
0: How, how easy would it have been, Brian? To he got his son back. He found a way to just okay. I got my son back and then renege on his promise to God and then just live his life and, and not have to battle the way he did against the, the medical boards, as you mentioned, and um, you know the, the, the media and its corruption being owned and controlled by that same industry that did not want these cures to occur, much less an acknowledgement of what caused the problem that his son had initially that he helped overcome that has happened to many millions since then despite, you know, yeah. the, I believe the millions that Dr. Batar has impacted and prevented it from happening. In, it would have been so much worse. And it, it w- we're not promised an easy life, especially if you do the right thing, because that's the, the thing that leads to the most challenges because it's so much easier. And most people do just do what is the easy thing to do. And we saw that even in COVID, how many people just went along. And one of his resounding final messages that he continued to pound in with that spiritual experiences he had, he had following the poisoning we'll talk about was the message of free will, the message of, of agency and autonomy that uh, as he described, you know, if you were given the option of, if you get the shot, you can work. If you get the shot, you can travel yet. So it's a choice, but it's not a choice. The choice has been made for you. And he says, how about the road not given? This is what, you know, my interpretation of it, uh, and it's in the uh, the uh, the little piece I wrote in the show notes today at robertscoutbell.com. You'll see it, and I think we used it the other day. But basically, exercise free will, take the path not given. That, and that's the thing. We were, oh, just give it to me. Just get known. like, we're here to co-create. We're here to create with with God's help and do extraordinary things. But not everybody does that. Most people don't. Now, this is not a, a denigration of anybody who doesn't. It's just an acknowledgement. This is the life we get to choose how to live. Many of us, though, feel victimized or maintain a victim status that Batar, Dr. Batar, never did, even in the midst of that tragedy to his son that he said, God help me and I will dedicate my life and I will never, never stop. And that's what he did right till the day he died in the midst of, you know, the questions that we'll have out there of why did he die? How did he die? All of that now? And I, I want to keep uh, private that which the family is not ready to talk about, but Brian, you know, some of those things as well, having worked with him the last couple of years in particular, most intensely, uh, and Supernon, if you don't mind, you can play this clip because this is him on, his, I think, his final interview, uh, a woman that interviewed him about this. And he he mentioned the poisoning. So, again, we're not talking about out of turn or anything that wasn't known publicly. Go ahead.
1: You know, the, I went through a very difficult personal health challenge a few months. Ago. I was in the ICU. I had been poisoned with this 200 times the amount of what's in the vaccinations. And I've said publicly, you know, you'd have to shoot me in the head with lead um i.e a bullet because i'm never going to take the vaccine so i was actually intentionally poisoned and part of it was i i believe right before that c or right after that scene in an interview um but regardless of what happened uh, the the message i want people to know is remember the, the, the importance of exercising free will and then also as a default as a backup slow down and remember that god is
0: yeah Again, right in the midst of him talking about this poisoning, he had to make sure the message came through, the positive, powerful statement, the empowerment, right? The power to heal is unequivocally yours. And um, what can you tell us, Brian, about what you know and that he was public about in terms of the poisoning? Um, Because that's part of the teaching moments for all those of us who are still among the living in terms of a physical body. Uh, So I I throw it out there and not any agenda, but to be
2: able to talk about this thing openly and uh, with integrity, of course. Yeah, it's one thing to make assumptions and just uh, make allegations when uh, the individual himself has been the one openly saying this. So uh, this isn't something that we are just projecting or saying that we believe uh, in our sphere of influence and uh, this anti-COVID movement world, really, uh, this truther or movement. You, you'll actually see a lot of conspiratorial discussion, but not coming from the individual who has been on the end of a tragedy like this. But Dr. Buttar has been very open for at least the last year, I'm aware, that when he went to CNN, after he left the CNN interview where he said uh, in the interview, he, he was not going to participate in this mass genocide called the vaccine agenda. And he believed this the outcomes of the death from these shots was going to be greater than all the wars combined ever. Uh, it was after that interview, he personally told me he, they took him from the interview to a break room, fed him, gave him something to drink. And ever since that moment, uh, his health uh, was deteriorating uh, very, very quickly, cardiovascular wise. And so about six or seven months ago is when he first made that aware to me. And uh, I only found out when he literally almost was looked like he had to crawl into my house from his car. Uh, He was in his car, seated in the car for about 40 minutes, debating whether or not to drive himself to a hospital or to come into my house. And he was worried (laughs) when he finally decided to come into the house. He was worried of two things he was worried that if he went to the hospital, he actually believed he would be targeted and they would use the COVID-19 protocols to end his life. That's what he was worried about the most. Uh, and that's what he directly told me multiple times. And then secondly, and he has said it in our interviews together. So you can watch those two on the Dr. Artis show. But, uh, right. and then he said, uh, uh, he finally decided he would rather come into my home and uh, for the first time into my house. And, uh, but he was worried. <laughs> I'd already met him many times and had dinners with him and been to conferences and spoke at his events. But to have him in my house, he was worried that if something happened to him in my house, that uh, mm-hmm. how that would look on Dr. Artis. That's what he was worried about. That's what he was debating, sitting out in his car for like 40 minutes, having a hard time breathing. Yeah. and uh, He couldn't stand erect. He was having a hard time. I did some evaluations in the house. I gave him some products and would not let him leave until he could stand erect, walk mm-hmm. around and breathe normally. And Then uh, it just so happened while he was at my house mm-hmm. uh, and was feeling a whole lot better in three to four hours. Uh, he actually joined me in an interview on the Pete Santilli show, and Pete was shocked that Buttar was at my house during this interview that was already scheduled. Uh, but he talked about all the gratitude he had for actually being brave enough to walk into my house and then uh, was really, really grateful uh, and believed that God was standing there to help him, So, uh, which was great. So that was really an honor. We were able to go into his home and visit with him. He's been in our home multiple times, him and Dr. Ashton. And, uh, my thoughts and prayers just go out to them they're, they're all devastated and rightfully so just like the rest of us are. And my comp- lots of people have asked me, uh, is Dr. Butar. Okay. Is what they would say to me when they didn't know. And I would go like this. Um, well, he's okay. The mm-hmm. rest of us have to deal with the suffering, uh, yeah. that's left behind. Uh, but yeah, it's a very, it's a very much a shocking thing. Uh, he, over the last three to four months, um, uh, had he had been poisoned, he believes, and was very well articulating my testing that's what was coming up then he was getting tested. I actually sent him to get testing done, and so did a, a cardiologist. Mm-hmm. I was very, very worried about specific enzymes in the blood that uh, would actually tell me he was poisoned or not in my opinion, and they all mm-hmm. came back positive and they weren't just confirming for me or they were confirming for dr Buttar and uh, for the cardiologist so and then we made recommendations based on those things
0: right i want i want to pause here and, and acknowledge again the human toll because as much as we are going to get into some teachable moments here about this for everybody that's still here in the physical body things that i think are important recommendations to consider uh i i texted ashton this morning and you know just expressed my love and and, and prayers and she says this and she said i could share this she says hi robert i'm beyond devastated and overwhelmed right now thank you I know it was just sweet what she said. I know he loved you like a brother and you guys had so many amazing moments and memories together over the years on your radio show. You could not imagine anyone else being the emcee for the conference. You and him had such amazing flow together on stage and on the radio. Uh, uh, I wrote this just the other day for him, but it's short. Oh, I apologize. That wasn't what I meant to read. She sent two messages. I I wanted to read uh, her personal sense because I want you to understand when you are deeply in love, you know, and, and anybody that's lost a loved one, you know, this, but this is what's happening. And, but Batar touched a lot of people, millions of people around the world, many in this audience, yet we were not intimate in that way. You know, we weren't blood family yet. We were family too. And we all feel it. So I'm not diminishing the feelings that are out there, but I want to acknowledge, you know, for those of us who are are disappointed that we're not going to have the advanced medicine conference, the fifth one this weekend. And, and Brian, both of us are and all the speakers would be there in a heartbeat, no matter what to honor the legacy. But we're not the immediate blood family and what they're going through she says this words cannot express the devastation and emptiness i feel this is what she wrote to dr batar uh, that that you are no longer with me in this physical world i was never prepared to lose you 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 were and are my love my rock my everything as heartbroken as i and the whole world are right now i know you are at total peace so happy and in complete bliss right now you were such a strong man of faith and always wanted to make god happy and proud You would want everyone celebrating your return to the Creator, and you always said when it was your time, you were excited and ready to meet your Maker. It brings me peace knowing you are at total peace and can finally rest. Your fight here is over, and I know you will be guiding and helping us in greater ways on the other side. Your legacy will forever remain as a warrior who fought selflessly for humanity with your whole heart. You transformed, impacted, and saved millions of people around the world fearlessly and boldly. Your heart and life's work was always in service of humanity. You had a heart of gold and left an impact on everyone you came in contact with. I will forever cherish our memories and am eternally grateful, blessed, and honored that I got to share my life with you, love you, and be loved by you. Life was a beautiful adventure with you, and you always had me laughing. Mr. Jokester, she says, You taught me so much, and oh boy, did we have so much fun together. Until I see you again, I love you eternally. That was from Ashton. Um, and that, you know, they were the. The loving relationship, you know, that he went to the end with at that point. And again, I I thank you, Ashton, for allowing me to share that because I couldn't express, you know, the kind of things you, you and the family had that intimate relationship. And, uh, anyways, uh, Brian, I had to, uh, as you mentioned, Ashton, I wanted to relate that.
2: I love that, Uh, Doctor Ashton's. uh, Her experience needs to be acknowledged. She needs to be given a voice too, because uh, she has been in love and intimately involved with every aspect of his life for many years now. So absolutely. And I want to make sure that her voice and the family's voice is heard and recognized and obviously out of respect for the family and their wishes not to pursue the conference. That's uh, that's totally up to them. And obviously all of us are on a mission just like he is. And that mission will continue, but there, obviously at times needs to be a grieving period and moment of of solace and memory yeah so we respect all of that but uh, look forward to the opportunity to continue that mission and quest it it's going to be relentless obviously uh, he yeah. has set a great precedence for the rest of us to follow so uh, i appreciate leaders that i can stand behind and honor yeah and he's one of he's one of many thank god
0: <sighs> yeah well we, we we don't go in fear and i you know as i always say go with god and and i know that 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 was a big part of his journey and and when you think of Batar, you don't think of fear You know, a man that lived in fear, despite all of the things that he encountered and the poisoning that evidently had happened, uh, and and some of the analyses of the blood that confirmed that. Um, There may always be great controversy in terms of what we call, uh, you know, allopathic uh, uh, autopsy results and whether they test for the things that I might think or you might think would be more appropriate to see or test for. I I, I will acknowledge, you know, even back in my early homeopathic days, realizing the, the systems that are most vulnerable to end a physical life for instance. You know, and, I, and I mentioned this in uh, terms of inflammation. We know inflammation is a part of the immune response, a normal immune response, hopefully to help promote the next phase of regeneration and healing. But if the inflammation is so overwhelming to certain systems, it can be terminal in that sense. And yet so many ways inflammation plays out in the body in terms of degeneration over time means you can still limp along for many, many years, in fact, decades with inflammation or causes of inflammation that would not kill you until years down the road, you're likely killed by what you use to manage those inflammatory symptoms like pain. And yet if the inflammation impacts the, the cardiovascular system, largely it comes with little or no symptoms whatsoever until a finality, you know, the heart attack that ends you with no warning. Uh, and you you mentioned this to me as well before we went to air about the signs and symptoms associated with a cardiac event, for instance and how not how without warning it is, even with all of the technology and science and everything that modern medicine will often throw at a body to determine, hey, what's going on? Are you well? Are you sick? And how often they miss this particular issue that plays itself out probably in this case.
2: Yeah, it's uh, very interesting. We were talking off air and I just happened to mention, isn't it odd that uh, still, I read like five years ago, just before the pandemic, that still today, the number one most common first sign that an individual has heart disease Still, the most common first sign is death caused by a heart attack. That is the most common first sign that someone has heart disease still. So there are some other things, though. It's it's just shocking to me that this is still a reality for this world that uh, we don't have other ways of acknowledging. I mean, for me, it's very simple. If someone struggles with migraine headaches, the very first thing I think is you have heart problems. You better go get your heart checked out. You better have somebody (laughs) overseeing you. This is absolutely a sign or symptom. You have underlying heart disease. Mm-hmm. And yet people are living with migraine headaches 24-7, and you're just told it's an Advil or Tylenol deficiency. Right. No, it isn't. Just You need to go take a look at this. Uh, the blood vessels in your brain are the only things that have any pain nerve fibers wrapped around them. But this isn't what you're educated on. In your brain, your brain has no nerve fibers to feel pain. Therefore, it is not caused by a pain to your brain that you have a headache. Mm-hmm. So, But it feels like it's in your head. So where's it's the pain it. coming from? It's only... Related to the blood vessels in your brain and your heart pumps the blood into those vessels. The more strain to push more blood up there, as the blood vessels dilate, mm-hmm. the nerve fibers around it signal that it's pain to shrink down the blood vessels. Well, this is just one indicator that a lot of us in the alternative healing f- f- fields, we mm-hmm. know these are symptoms of something underlying, but it's not something that's traditionally understood as a, or even looked at yeah. as being caused by a heart issue, even though it's totally a heart issue. Another one is seizures. Mm -hmm. How many people I've treated for seizures, grand mal, petty mal seizures? Those aren't neurological problems typically. It's usually the heart actually is causing all of these symptoms. And I found a way to abate seizure activity by just simply supporting the heart's function. And then these people wouldn't have seizures anymore. I mean, these are just some of the things we see. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of traditional conventional medicine that are evidences of symptomatology, there's something underlying wrong with the heart. So these are just some examples of when I think people should know. You should go look at that stuff and have it evaluated, make sure somebody's overseeing you health-wise.
0: And I look at it in, in terms of system relationships as well, because when you went right to the heart, I trained as a homeopath, I'll say, right to the liver. But of course, the liver impacts the vasculature and the heart, as does the intestine. It's not like we can take the heart out and go, it has nothing to do with anything else or vice versa. But as we talk about toxicological burdens, the liver is designed to manage them and process them and help to excrete them to save the life of that this physical entity or body. And yet, even if it's congested and inflamed, you don't die like that. In fact, you can abuse your liver for decades and some will die in their 70s of something else. That's how resilient that liver is. Yet, if you intoxicate the tissues of the vascular system, whether it be the heart or the vasculature, arteries, veins, all the way through, you create a scenario where sudden death can occur like you get hit by a bus. That, that last thing, oh, well, we didn't know he had a heart problem, and then boom, heart attack, done, gone. Now, we talk about this not with autopsy results of Dr. Batar, but again, these for me are teaching opportunities. One of the reasons I want to bring this up is because Dr. Batar was very uh, forthright, forthcoming about his own um, uh, elevated cholesterol levels. It was familial. In other words, throughout the history of his, his family, extraordinarily high numbers. I mean, numbers that would cause uh, a cardiac doctor to have a heart attack just here in the numbers. Yet he did not, uh, let's say all these years leading up to this, suffer from a heart attack until or something that might be cardiovascular related until he was poisoned. Why do I bring this up in context? Because cholesterol levels, as I've argued and many, even some now cardiologists acknowledge, does not cause heart disease, once again. But as a response to inflammation and injury of the vasculature of the heart muscle, etc., and that could be due to a toxic poison and envenomation because in nature, one of the most efficient ways to kill, most rapid way to kill, is to attack the heart, the blood vessels, the blood, and or the nerves that are triggering or activating the function of the heart to pump. And so, uh, we have an amazing resilience to counteract that. And one of those ways to survive that injury to the vascular system is in fact, to patch areas of inflammation that could breach. And we bleed internally with no, as you point out, no symptoms done, you're gone. And yet, if you have this so-called elevated cholesterol, extraordinary high, you have the ability to patch extensively, but if there's no damage or injury, there's no issue. If there's something that triggers the inflammation and injury, then suddenly you're going to have massive patching to the point of perhaps a hundred percent. Coronary occlusion that could result in a, again, the bus hits you, the vascular event, done, over. Again, I'm not saying anything. There's no autopsy results that I'm aware of, but I'm saying this because these are the things that Dr. Batar and I would talk about, including in his own health and life. That's why I think it's fair to discuss it. Again, more as a teachable moment for anybody out there concerned about how they move forward and what could be a, a potential cause of death, whether it be by poisoning or other things that are going on. And people, might start living in fear and going oh my gosh i've spoken out i'm a friend of dr batars am i going to be a target now clearly he was because he was on the dirty dozen list with 13 people the baker's dozen, right and and you know think about if we put on a dirty dozen list of people that we don't like and in some way they were a protected class in our modern wacky society that thinks you get rights because you're a member in a group as opposed to your creation by god um we would be accused of a hate crime potentially and nobody's going at well some in our community are going after the people that write these lists, but still that is another aspect of the concern, the poisoning of humanity by creating these hate lists based on belief systems that are different. So uh, I'll pause Dr. Artis. And I know you've got a lot to say and I appreciate your indulging me, even though it's my show. I have you on cause I want to hear from you.
2: No, this is a very, very important. I think that we do this, uh, this memorial type and have a reverence discussion about Dr. Rasha and his greatness what he brought to the table, what he brought to me personally, what he brought to you, yeah. uh, his legacy will live on forever. If anything, it's just there's, to have an individual who spoke so highly of the faith in God and God's natural immunity that he put inside of our human body, and then trusting the resources God put on the planet to help us reclaim our health, that was his main mission. And he was so dedicated to finding the underlying cause of symptoms, whereas so many medical professionals will just dismiss them as genetic or we can't handle them anyway. There's just these drugs to offer you. No, he wanted to fix it. And that was incredible. So as an to me, he's a, a healthcare hero, and he should be considered that way. So that's very important that that we're talking about this here. But in the light of what just happened, because this is shocking. I mean, we don't want to see many more of these, do we? We don't want to see many more of our brothers and sisters falling. It's the whole reason why I actually started speaking out in May of 2020 was to get the word out that there is a setup in the hospitals during the COVID narrative. That they are going to be pushing a drug that's experimental, not proven safe and effective, actually more deadly than it was helpful in the Ebola trials. And that message has saved hundreds of thousands, hopefully millions of lives around the world has been spoken to me by medical professionals all around the world for the last three years. Thank God. And hopefully it did that. And Dr. Buttar's messaging is no different. So I'm going to use this opportunity. and We should to tell you that if you are at home dealing with issues that you believe are cardiovascular in nature, neurotoxic by nature, uh, breathing issues, uh, long haul or COVID symptoms of any kind, or you're just struggling right now, I'm telling you, uh, there are three tests I believe all of you should have done if you have these symptoms and you're concerned. And these are medical tests you order at a lab or you ask your medical doctor to actually prescribe or uh, refer out for, but they can do it for you. And uh, we also had Dr. Buttar do these for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, everyone, I should just say right now, you need to have these three things considered if you're struggling at all. And it should be elevated D-dimer test should be run troponin test should be run and then a test called phospholipase a2 those three tests i think everybody should be doing if you were if you miscarried after getting the COVID 19 vaccines or ha- struggle with infertility at all you should actually have done an, a test called the l-amino acid oxidase test mm-hmm. uh, your ob-gyn or midwife can order it you can use urine or st- uh, uh, blood to test for it but all four of these need to be evaluated for all four of those uh if positive, any of them, uh, the outcomes and risk of a cardiovascular event are very high. Uh, they destroy all four of these, destroy, uh, shred membranes of all cells in your body. They have nerve toxicity, blood toxicity, and multiple organ failure toxicity. So these four things, if you did any of those, you need to make sure you're doing those. And then uh, mm-hmm. people like you, Robert Scott Bell, me at the thedoctorartistshow.com, we are continually showing you and the rest of the world what you should be doing as best possible with your diet Mm -hmm. physically, your food you're eating, the things you're drinking, the things you're supplementing and putting into your body like Cardio Miracle you showed here in your your show here today. Uh, All of you should be doing some very bare minimum things in your diet to improve the outcomes, survivability, and the reversibility of the diseases being caused by the harmful toxins Mm -hmm. being portrayed on the entire world. And if you don't think he's been poisoned all of us have been poisoned I mean if any of you have been to a restaurant or have been to a bar or have been to a anywhere theater and you drink water uh, do you know every city water ever in our country now is being poisoned with fluoride which is a known carcinogen I mean all of us are being poisoned <laughs> we we are not going to escape poisons in our life and uh yeah dr so-
0: Artis, you know I'm hardcore organic but uh you know, since talking with Judy Mikovits about the, you know, the glyphosate exposure that you can't control for, I've been doing the, uh, you know, the DMG, the dimethylglycine to self- counteract that. I'm looking at ways strategically to go, all right, there are things I know that are out there that I'm trying to avoid the best of my ability. And, you know, some of those things you can't avoid no matter what you do and, and you know, part of it, you turn that over to God for protection. I believe that's legitimate, but many, very often people will turn over to God things that are within their control. And I think that's somewhat irresponsible. And I'm not trying to make anybody mad at me by saying it, but if you are just look in the mirror and say, Hey, can I do better? Can I make better choices? Can I love myself enough to give myself the best? You know, once I know I'm aware, I know in ignorance, you know, it's hard to accuse somebody of, of doing something purposefully, but once again, what we're doing here today and honoring Dr. Batar is teachable moments as well, because this was, was his life. And even in his passing of his physical body, there are things that he would want us to know and learn from, I believe. And that's why, for those of us who are still here, we're going to talk about it. And, and again, not to violate the privacy and the sanctity of the family and the love that we have for his family for bringing uh, Dr. Batar and sharing him with the world, uh, but because it is our mission. You know, if you're a healer of any kind, licensed or not, uh, to share at any moment an opportunity to say, hey, this is what we can learn from this, and this is what we can do moving forward to prevent this from happening. None of us get out of alive physically, right? That's a spiritual issue. Uh, but while we are here to fulfill our mission, to, I want to feel good while I'm here. I had the first 24 years of my life, Dr. Artis. I felt like not so good because I was chronically ill with the poisons, if you will. We were. Po- I was poisoned from the word go by baby formula. Uh, much less things that our parents' generation didn't know about things they were exposed to before we were born, even. And I was the canary in the coal mine. So it drove me to learn the things I've learned. And, and, and you know, this is my overt mission. It's kind of like my healing ministry. And I believe that you, you know, or anybody that is a, a person of faith, you want to be guided by that relationship. And if you're called for to serve in this way, I'm not saying it's the only way to go, but many of us have chosen a path of healing and we've suffered so that we would be motivated to heal, bring healing to others, much less ourselves.
2: Well, you've, you've met my wife, Jane and, uh, at multiple events that we've been to and shared time together. Uh, but when her father-in-law, I was able to witness her, her dad, when I was able to witness her dad die in front of me in a hospital, uh, if I didn't have that experience in my life, I would have never been this motivated to try to save so many people around the world. The last three years, you wouldn't even know who I am. I mean, the rest of the world wouldn't even know who I was. Uh, but man, it was very, very obvious that, uh, Either this was allowed to happen or it was just an experience in my life to witness that literally set a fire ignited inside of me to try to now understand what was causing so much death and harm in other settings identical to my father-in-law's in in a hospital ICU room with the COVID-19 patients. And oh my God, there it was, a drug remdesivir proven to cause in 31% of all people they gave it to that had COVID, multiple Mm. organ failure and acute kidney failure, Mm. leading to kidney transplants and death. And then 53% of all of the Ebola patients died. So that was a motivating thing for me, experiencing and witnessing my father-in-law's life being taken and cut short. This is going to do the same thing for me with Dr. Butar's passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've already learned a lot about myself since Friday learning this. Mm-hmm. And it is super motivating me to try to get more information out and make sure we're staying on top of this mission to educate, warn, and inspire. Uh, this, is, this is not looked at me as... I don't see this or view this as something that's damning the mission or is hindering this mission. Oh, no, it's igniting it for me. Uh, I'm taking it even more personal now because my friends are being targeted. The individuals I've loved and admired are being targeted who had the same viewpoint I did and have been for decades before me preceding me trying to stand for individuals free will to make choices on behalf of their own health. And that is all any of us should be standing for, pushing for, advocating for, which is exactly what he did. And we'll continue to push that uh, that vision forward.
0: Yeah. Now, people have questions about the tests you mentioned, Dr. Artis. You have a website as well that you've been revealing this constantly as well. So for those of you hearing it for the first time, I want to make sure that they have access to the you know what these tests are and how to get them because yeah. they're… differences.
2: Yeah. So at LabCorp Quest, you can request these. In fact, Dr. Buttar and I worked with a lab to actually get them to put together a kit of all of these so that individuals could actually submit a blood sample, go to that one clinic and have all four of them run. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I will just, I'll repeat them again. So the the three I would say are the basic ones. There's four I mentioned, that's the miscarriage Mm -hmm. ones too. So, uh, but four again, just as reminders, everyone should be doing D-dimer tests. If you have long hauler COVID symptoms, post-vaccine injury, you better do D-dimer tests. And if that, if it comes back positive, that means you have blood clots in your body that are being formed and being broken down. And I will state here if you have symptoms that are indicative of blood clotting, for example, if you're seeing your ends of your fingers or toes turning blue or purple, but you don't have an elevated D dimer, you still have blood clotting. It's just not being broken down in your body. And the disgusting part, Robert, here is I've been educating the whole world that the United States Department of Defense owns a patent on blood clots that they term are self-assembling mm-hmm. in a hydrogel called SLAC or SB50. And they publish that they infuse the hydrogel with two snake venoms. One's called E. Karen from the saw-scaled viper snake. The other is uh, what's called textilinin which is a protein found in the eastern brown snake. These two venoms initiate rapid blood clotting that is resistant, number two, resistant to plasmin, your own body's ability to break down blood clots that -hmm. God put inside you, plasmin, can't break them down. And then warfarin, heparin, and coumadin will not touch them either. So when I said you might have signs and symptoms of blood clots, but if you don't see the elevated D-dimer, If you've got the symptoms, you have the blood clots, but they have formed with Mm -hmm. technology and venoms. And you're not a hydrogel that can create blood clots. Your body can't break down. So if you have them, there's antidotes to that too.
0: Right. And the drugs are not going to be the antidotes, but there are other things we talk about, you talk about as well. And then you mentioned the D D dimer -dimer. uh, troponin.
2: Troponin, which is evidence of a myocardial infarction from venom or poisons. That's what it does. So, venoms will be triggered. 88% of all people that get venom in their body from an animal, if they develop myocarditis or a myocardial infarction, they will have elevated troponins as a result. 88% of all of you will have that as a venom exposure. And then number three is phospholipase A2. Mm -hmm. That was the one thing found in the blood of all COVID-19 patients who died. In 2020 and 2021, when researchers at the University of Arizona wanted to know what's the one thing that they have more than anything else that caused them to die, they published it and their publication actually reads, it looks like venom coursing through the body. And it's titled, Researchers Identify the Underlying Mechanism Leading to Mortality in COVID-19 Patients. And they state, it is a neurotoxin found in rattlesnake venom. So, Phospholipase A2 is a venom based protein that was found in COVID patients that was first ever identified in King Cobra venom in the 50s. Mm-hmm. This venom is showing up in COVID 19 patients at levels they've never seen before, and it's published to cause multiple organ failure. So the acute kidney injury, the liver injury, heart injury, brain injury from COVID, they're all actually indicative of this phospholipase A2 enzyme. And then then the L-amino acid oxidase test is an assay test you can order online. They can run that for you. Lab or or Quest can run the diagnostics on it, but they can order the test for you, even in the clinic. It's like 200 bucks, and you'll know if you have that in you. And I know exactly how to actually denature all of them and destroy them. And nature already provided all the evidence.
0: Yeah, and I wanted to talk a little bit about some of those things, because even the things that we perceive and are actually normally good for metabolic cellular functions, in context of this, could become problematic. Now, I, you know, as I've been lecturing over the past few years, realized how much zinc people were taking, one of the things I began to speak about is like, my gosh, we are dropping copper levels dangerously low that were already reduced because of a number of dietary reasons, environmental reasons, et cetera you know and i started using you know the bioactive copper hydrosol and and you know getting people to eat if they can find clean liver or something but some way to get the to counteract that loss cuz zinc is important for regeneration and and healing and recovery and building as well but in the absence of copper it becomes problematic talked about the role of copper and selenium protecting the cardiac proteins the actual heart the vasculature etc and then you know one of the classic minerals of all most people are familiar with and probably take every day magnesium which Dr. Batar was known as Dr. Magnesium early in his physician years in the ER. He was saving people's lives without drug going, hey, let me give you some IV of a magnesium. And this is as important of a message as anything because it's very counterintuitive to the benefits that we get from magnesium in certain contexts. Remember, in context of what we're discussing here, and I would be remiss if, if, if I didn't let you or encourage you to please share that concern about something we would normally embrace and go, yes, we all need it, and in this case, maybe not.
2: Yes, yeah, this is a very important. Uh, I, I don't generally talk about this because I'm not an alarmist to like scare people. Although my messaging about remdesivir was to just keep you from going there and uh, stay home. Yeah. It was never to alarm you. It was just to tell you, please don't go there. Stay home. There's things you can do at home to save your life better than going there. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't ever to create alarm and panic and anxiety, but this thing bothered me and it has bothered me for like a year. So I, I, this is one of the things, Robert. Uh, in the beginning of this interview where I said in the next few weeks, I'm going to start unleashing a bunch of stuff. This is one of those topics that are going to be very hard for people to wrap their head around. However, I cannot ignore the published effects of this one mineral when there is the case of venom in the human body. Uh, so it is now it is published. I did this with Mike Adams. So Mike Adams's presentations after watch the water. When I went through three hours of documents building out my concerns about COVID and its origins being from venoms of snakes and other creatures in the Italy study. And then remdesivir and my concerns, it's identical in its side effects to King Cobra venom. And then my worries and concerns about the vaccines having venom in them Mm -hmm. for COVID. Uh, Just so y'all know anybody out there who thinks for a second right now that there's not venom in those shots, uh, you're just not willing to look inside of every single published research study. That was actually published and printed and conducted by the people who created the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines in every single one of the research studies. The words snake venom are in every one of their papers, and they disclose why they put snake venom in it, and that is to cleave or cut your RNA or DNA. When when you are doing genetic research, you have to use something that's going to cut someone's RNA or DNA to insert your proposed new genetic instruction so you have to have something that destroys genetic material venoms do that that's how it kills you venom kills your cells destroys your cell membrane then gets inside your nucleus and destroys your nucleus and chops it up in little pieces that's how it kills you as a as a predator (laughs) as you the prey So that's what Venom does, but that's what they use. In their published papers since 2009, Catalina Crico and Drew Wiseman at the University of Pennsylvania, who are the mRNA COVID-19 inventors? They are the published patented owners of this technology. They disclose since 2009 that they are being funded by Anthony Fauci's department at the NIH to do one thing and one thing only, mRNA gene therapy. And in every single paper, they say they're what they use to cut or cleave your RNA and DNA to insert the mRNA of their choosing is either snake venom phosphodiesterase or what's called RNases. And in both cases, snake venom phosphodiesterase is from snake venom. RNases are also from snake venom. RNases are the enzymes in snake venom that Mm. cut RNA. And they talk about in every paper they use RNases, which are even more efficient than snake venom phosphodiesterases. So they're just using venom components. But every single one of the side effects of these venom components are every single published vaccine injury being reported to VAERS, CMS.gov. All of them can be explained by these venoms that they use. Inside of the published papers and documents online of the companies that sell researchers to do mRNA gene research, they sell them bottles of snake venom phosphodiesterase. Okay? You can go to either Thermo Fisher Scientific... Or you can go to InnovativeResearch.com and they sell it. You can find the bottle of snake venom phosphodiesterase to do gene research. Mm-hmm. And they tell you the source is from rattlesnake venom. That's what they right. say.
0: Dr. Artist. because of the lack of time that we have left before the top of the hour here, I want you to get to the activation, the facilitation, yeah. and why this magnesium thing needs to be mentioned here. Yeah, if you are determining, point, yeah. as you pointed out in these tests that you may have been pharmaceutically envenomated, let's just say it this way at this point, because they've done the, the analyses, they've synthesized these things. That's not uh, even in uh, uh, what we call controversy, controversies that we're not seeing what's right before our eyes. So let's say you determine that this exposure is real, the vector's in you, whether it's mild to severe, then that magnesium discussion has to come into play real
2: quick. Yeah. So, so what they disclose, and I showed this to the whole world right when the watch the water dropped, that there's four things that the source providers of these venoms to gene researchers say- Do not mix with this venom because it will destroy it and make it not toxic anymore to cut or damage your RNA or DNA. Those four things are important. They say it's glutathione. You can't mix it with N-acetylcysteine products or cysteine products. You can't mix it with vitamin C. You can't mix it with and EDTA will completely inhibit the venom. And then the very last statement to the researchers is this snake venom. Phosphodiesterase has a absolute requirement of magnesium to be activated. Now, why is that concerning? (laughs) Because if magnesium is what they mix in the venom to make it toxic and to make it activated, I worry that people who have had intentionally the instructions, the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines, when they injected that inside of you or your loved ones, they injected you with something called snake venom, phosphodiesterase for sure, or RNAs from snake venom. And in either way, These are published that it requires magnesium to to be uptaked by the venom to be more toxic. And it is proven. Any venom introduced into the human body, either by vaccine or by injection, scorpion, Mm -hmm. fangs, it doesn't matter. If you inject it inside of them, these three things are going to happen. There's going to be changes to copper in your cells, zinc in your cells, and magnesium. You know what's interesting? All the copper will be depleted out of your cells. The zincs will be depleted out of your cells, and they will be found in your bloodstream where they're supposed to be in your cells. Mm-hmm. Magnesium, though, will go from the blood to the cells yeah. to activate the venom. So then your magnesium load will go down. Well, anybody, I'm telling you, I've only been very vocal about this in the last month. Yeah. Anybody who's been vaccine injured you, for the love of God, have to stop magnesium for at least three months. Right. Which and is, we are seeing is. incredible changes in tachycardia, brain fog, mm-hmm. you name it, just we by got stopping magnesium Infection, within 24 hours.
0: Take us to break, Dr. Brian Artis. Stand by. We got a lot more healing to go on the Robert Scott Bell Show, honoring the life and the mission, and the passion of Dr. Batar here on the show today. Stand by. All right, welcome. We are joined now on Brightion.tv, our weekly simulcast here, the second hour of the Robert Scott Bell Show, uh, honoring the life and legacy of Dr. Rasha Batar. I've got Dr. Brian Artis here for just a little bit longer, and uh, this hour we'll be joined by my good friend Nia Peoples, who's also a friend of Dr. Batar and has the heart of a healer in her own right. She's just a beautiful soul and wants to express love and gratitude for dr batar as we do here and if you've missed the first hour with dr artist you're going to have to go back and play it back because we go into a lot of the teachable moments associated with the threats to us all more su- significant than those who have been injected jabbed you know or exposed to a lot of people that are shedding or other things that are happening here so we're going to spend a little bit more time with that after the break with brian artist and we'll get nia peoples on we might hear from ty bollinger this hour as well um and uh brian i Thank you for, for joining me today. If you can hang out for a few more minutes, because it's okay. just a very critical part of what we're discussing here. And again, honor the life and legacy of Dr. Rasha Bittar. Uh, come to the show notes at robertscatbell.com. You'll see what I've written and more after this, because the power to heal is yours. I want to say a special thanks to my friends at Nutritional Frontiers uh, for their wonderful products, including, I mentioned the NRDMG uh, I learned about through uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits as another uh, option in response, or maybe a needed response to a lot of the things that are causing so much immune dysfunction, inflammation within the body, etc., including exposure vectors of other poisons, like glyphosate, for instance, and counteracting that. We've talked about options uh, that can do what glyphosate does without toxic poison, uh, if you want to de-weed your garden or yard, whatever, you can. There are safe options like Contact Organics. But uh, check them out. There are banners always in the show notes over at com, our home on on the, the web. And uh, thank you for everybody joining us around the world, whether you're watching on Rumble, uh, which I can't see the, the comments, but Super Don is monitoring them, and maybe we'll come in with them. We also have some comments that have come in from you through the Robert Scott Bell Show website about the passing of Dr. Batar. Hopefully, can read them this hour in the bonus round. And just as another aside, for those of you who support us through Patreon, the patron supporters of Robert Scott Bell Show, we have our uh, monthly AMA via Zoom where we get to see one another. It's a wonderful community. You still have an opportunity to sign up uh, and be part of that. That's going to happen today, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, 4 p.m. Pacific. And we'd love to have you part of that. We'll continue this uh, honoring in the life and legacy of Dr. Rashid Bittar. And you know it's not going to stop today as well. We've got uh, Dr. Brian Aris waiting. He'll be joining us in just a sec uh, to follow up a little bit on what he did last hour and then. Uh, nia peoples and maybe even ty bollinger uh, in the second hour Uh, i want to also say thank you to my friend bobry who has brought to my attention over the last couple of years a very powerful antioxidant blend from botanicals called uh folium px folium products you can check them out foliumpx.com this is what got my mother back on the dance floor at age 89 actually but right at the end of tail end of 88 89 and uh this is a, a very powerful counteracting to a lot of the oxidative stress and damage we have to go to extraordinary lengths now thankfully we can do it as dr brian artis says with the natural world we don't need to rely on drugs i know some people can utilize certain drugs and have saved lives with them i'm not disputing that but if we can re- reduce or eliminate our reliance on anything pharmaceutical i think we'll all be better off that's my humble opinion as a homeopath maybe i'm biased there and including you know when we talk about the controversy of magnesium being used by these uh, snake venom or peptides uh, to at- be activated or in nature how they used to activate uh, it doesn't mean we suddenly hate magnesium and don't want you ever, ever to have magnesium or take magnesium, but it's a specific context. So that's the important thing. Remember, context is everything. If you've determined through some of these tests that Dr. Brian Artis uh, related that there may be this, in, in you know, this pharmaceutical envenomation taking place, then you might tail down or stop for a while. You'll be okay. You'll have magnesium stores enough and uh, counteract with, you know, as we say, the zinc, the copper that kind of thing that could help you and, and and be survival and other things that I want Brian artists to mention in just a moment. Another thing about Dr. Batar though, the way he interacted with kids so profound and po- so powerful. You want to know about the heart soul, you know, interact, watch the interaction with kids. My kids cried immediately when they heard of Dr. Batar's passing. My daughter was bawling. My son was crying. Uh, Ty Bollinger's kids were crying. They, Dr. Batar impacted children. He dedicated his life to helping those kids after his child was injured, Abhi, and recovered him and then dedicated his life and his his promise to God that he never wavered from right to the the last moments. And I I will just, again, say this. Any of you that have met Dr. Batar, you know a heart of gold as well as, you know, built like a tank that you thought he could survive anything and everything. And I guess part of the discussion here with Dr. Brian Artis is to let you know that none of us are invincible in terms of our physical bodies. They are fallible, they are vulnerable. But we also have an obligation, as Dr. Batar did in his lifetime, to teach us about how to shore up those vulnerabilities, to strengthen us, to ability to withstand things that many people would have passed away decades ago that were not Dr. Batar, because he said he was that strong. And I even joke with him about Rasputin, you know, they had to shoot him with a bullet, is what he said. And maybe they did in a different way. So let me bring Dr. Brian Artis back on the show here, real quick. And then, uh, we'll wrap up with him and some empowering messages of what you can do, you know, the positive things to leave you with. Cause I know Dr. Batar was always wanting to leave with a positive message as well. And then we'll be joined by Nia people. So uh, thank you again, Brian artist for being with me, my brother. I love you and appreciate you. Yeah,
2: yeah. We love you and appreciate all you're doing. And, uh, you need to pay attention to Robert Scott Bell and do your best to try to eat organic foods, trust in nature's medicine first and foremost, and then find a uh, quality products that, uh, aren't drugs with massive side effects first. Yeah. I'd go there last. It's always just just avoid the pharmaceutical industry as much Pass- as possible. Yeah. Just, and just and you know it's funny, last.
0: You, you know when we when we first learned about the envenomation thing and I was saying, you know, as a homeopath, we identified a lot of the blood disorders associated with the homeopathic snake venom remedies because it manifested identically and for me it wasn't controversial. The controversy was people didn't want to perceive or believe that the pharmaceutical industry would take snake venoms and synthesized them. I was like, what are you kidding? What do you think that industry is all about? That wasn't so controversial to me, although again, it it was a big shocker for a lot of people. And so we could counter it. Even mentioning magnesium or phosphorus, Magphos, magnesium phosphoricum and phosphorus are, are great remedies for heat, inflammation, fever. It's fascinating how we see the mirror image of these things that you're bringing up. I'm going, yep, I identify that too.
2: Yeah, it's been very, uh, very impressive to get the messages out about these natural substances like magnesium and their benefit. But this is a very true warning. Uh, Anybody who's got, who has received physically COVID-19 mRNA injections, those people that made it, they use something called snake venom phosphodesterase to cleave or cut your RNA and DNA. And that substance, they are told requires magnesium to be activated, that venom component. So, For those of you who are struggling after getting the shots and still have symptoms, any related symptoms, you have got to stop supplementing your magnesium for about three months. You have enough in your body to actually to help you. But during that period, you don't want to be activating the venom more so. And what's really weird is when I presented that the company called Innovative Research that sells snake venom phosphodasterase and I showed their product page on the Mike Adams platform. I showed the whole paragraph with the highlights of the four nutrients they say you should not mix because it actually inhibits or blocks venoms from being toxic. Mm -hmm. And that was glutathione, Mm -hmm. N-acetylcysteine, vitamin C, and EDTA. I didn't talk about the magnesium thing. Mm -hmm. However, about a month later, after I presented to the world, this company sells this stuff, and they say, don't mix it with these four nutrients that can totally destroy the venom. And everyone should be on those on a minimum who's gotten these shots. That's what I've said nonstop this whole time. Uh, What was really crazy is the company that makes the magnets that they put in the hydrogel of the mRNA shots, it's called Thermo Fisher Scientific. They actually bought Innovative Research a month after I came out with my Watch the Water documentary and the Mm -hmm. Mike Adams interviews. They bought that company, Innovative Research, put their name on the product page along with Innovative Research and left the product description paragraph on the Buy Now page Mm -hmm. identical But Robert Scott Bell, Mm -hmm. guess what statement they deleted at the bottom of it? The magnesium reference. They took it out so you can't see it. And I think that's incredibly telling Mm -hmm. that they know I expose that this magnesium thing is going to be an issue for some people. You just need to stop it for like three months while we denature, detoxify the body as much as possible from the venoms. Then you can go back to it. But that's just one thing we wanted to make sure we removed. But I want to bring up something here. I I took my wife up to Ohio this last week to visit a clinician who has been confirming for me and sending me reports that people post COVID-19 vaccines are showing evidence in the testing that they have multiple venom showing up in their bodies. So I decided I was going to take a whole bunch of stuff, including ourselves, me and my wife, up there, and we were going to get analyzed. And we spent two days uh, at this clinic in Ohio getting this analysis done. When my wife is the first one evaluated, the first thing that populated Robert was scorpion venom in her body. Now, what was interesting about that was, is that's not any of the venoms that were listed in the 36 venoms found in COVID patients in the Italy study, confirmed multiple times in the last two years. It was snake venoms, starfish venoms, and sea snail venoms, but not scorpion venoms. But they do make vaccines that are patented from scorpion venom. For mm-hmm. HIV, SARS-CoV-1, you name it, all kinds of stuff. They do have them. I just hadn't seen it yet in a COVID thing. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I just went up there. We get this testing done as soon as he says, "Read this report." And I look at it and I see scorpion venom. Do you want to know what my very first thought was? It was, oh my god, I need to test glyphosate mm-hmm. because Monsanto, on their website, they own the largest patent of insecticides made from snake venom, scorpion venom, and spider venom worldwide. And so well, knowing that, I was like, uh, hey, I need you, doc, to tell someone in your office to go to Home Depot or Lowe's and give me some Roundup. So we tested Roundup and Roundup concentrated forms. And one just has lower amounts of glyphosate than the other. So one only has 3% or 2% glyphosate. The other one has 18%, the concentrated form. And I want to – can I read to your audiences what's in there? Please. I'll I bring this up because – you, uh, you, just, you were talking about glyphosate again in this actual show. Uh, I bring this up because I read about glyphosate flying home from this clinic in Ohio. Do you know that glyphosate in a mammal, it's already published since the year 2003. Mm-hmm. They have known that it depletes copper and zinc from your cells and moves it into the blood. And it moves magnesium into the cells and out of your blood, which is identical to venom's. That's exactly what it does. So Monsanto is the one that owns the patent rights on glyphosate. Bayer Aspirin, Bayer the company, owns Monsanto now. So this is a pharmaceutical company, just so you all know. And these are some of the venoms in the basic roundup. Okay, this is what it populated. They found scorpion venom, ant venom, uh, snake venom metalloprotease inhibitor. Those are the ones that move zinc and copper out of your cells. It's from snake venom inside of roundup and then they have malaysian pit viper venom king cobra venom signatures cone snail venom toxin malayan crate venom just so mm-hmm. y'all know cobra toxin and crate venom were found to be the spike proteins of covid it's in glyphosate yeah. isn't well, that amazing
0: yeah and and once again dr Artis, i mean people may be hating on you from the mainstream of, of whatever on. but you bring it you're not you're not concerned yeah, you're not. about that the concern is Are you paying attention to what's written what's published what's right in there in the inserts and i've always said you know just read the inserts if they have them you know and you'll find out exactly what we're talking about here now as we move forward again in the spirit of dr batar we're going to continue to bring you remedies things to remedy this and uh we're looking for things outside of the pharmaceutical realm as i acknowledge you can manage things if you have to in a crisis but those are last resort scenarios like I've talked about prednisone and methyl prednisone could ar- arguably save your life in a certain circumstance, but it can also kill you by destroying your immune system altogether and your liver simultaneously to that. Absolutely. Uh, so recognizing the right place and time for all of these things is important. And if we did have freedom, true freedom in healing, the pharmaceutical industry would be a small fraction of what it is today, which is why they fight tooth and nail against anybody who talks about this. But we're not the only ones, you're not the only one. There are millions of people around the world hundreds of millions of now that are waking up or have woken up because of the COVID overplay of their hand in desperation that are seeing this. Their days are numbered. I'm not saying that they're going to be wiped out. That's, I can't predict that. I don't know the time and date of all of those things. I just will say that as you have seen and witnessed what we have seen, what Dr. Batara has been talking about in his lifetime, um, now that Dr. Batara is gone, it's not over. It, there are a lot of people that are inspired. He's become martyr to this cause as well. And more people than ever are going to be awakened to something by learning of his life through his death.
2: Absolutely. And so I always share this with you guys, because if you want hope, just recognize they're trying to poison us all over air, water, food. You mentioned it, even injecting it inside of you in the form of drugs or vaccines. So what is the hope? The hope is in food, your choices, the choices you make at home, uh, which are going to be, what are you drinking? What are you swallowing? What are you chewing? Mm-hmm. And what are you putting to your body? And what are you putting on your skin? you have free will to choose healthier options and uh, please take advantage of those. It's really based on your life experience and your own choices. You have free will to choose. I'm just now making sure you're aware mm-hmm. that now I'm aware and I hope this is helpful. Yeah. Uh, I just want to share with you. I mentioned here that uh, there was a hydrogel to create blood clots by the United States Department of Defense. Mm-hmm. e Karen, e Karen, the protein that initiates rapid blood clotting out of the salt scaled viper venom that's inside their technology. It's in glyphosate. I mean, it's in Roundup glyphosate. e is in there. And then they have venom prothrombin activators, which means these are the ones that initiate thrombin to start making blood clots mm-hmm. from snake venoms yeah. is in your glyphosate. So when I said, before I even talked about this, I said, you guys need to focus on organic foods. I was saying this for a reason because now I have now evidence that Mm -hmm. makes me even more concerned that the the venom-based glyphosate technology they're using in 90% of all farms around the world, Mm -hmm. it's mimicking the exact same toxic effects of venoms in the body. And I would not be shocked if it's actually just built off of these venom technologies that they know do this. They're already using venom-based insecticides worldwide on all non-organic farms.
0: And remember those... Those corporations, those multinational corporations with no allegiance to any nation or state have captured most every government's protective agencies, EPAs, FDAs, etc. They are very often lineage-wise demon spawned, directly uh, descended from the breakup of IG Farben in 20th century Nazi Germany after they supposedly lost the war. And then they went everywhere, underground, and became part of this global corporate uh, corporatocracy, if you will. Uh, So. Folks, what we're pointing out is something, yes, it's uncomfortable, but what's more uncomfortable is losing more of our friends and family and loved ones. Absolutely. So as Dr. Batar left this planet with that message of free will that you just mentioned, Brian Artis, you brought it beautifully full circle. You know, you're welcome here anytime, any time, my brother. I love you and appreciate you. Everybody also has the free will to go over to Dr. Brian Artis, listen to his show, participate and share what he's uh, uh, uncovered, not discovered, uncovered because it's always been there. And now, um, we got to continue that message uh, in in memory, loving memory and appreciation for Dr. Batars efforts in his lifetime while he was here with us.
2: And to bring it full circle, I'd like to just say this. You've mentioned Judy Mikovits, I think, uh, but Judy's an incredible soul. The things I'm just presenting here, hopefully they're not scary to you, but these are proteins that they utilize to make blood clotting, for example. Mm-hmm. I just want y'all to know when Judy Mikovits did her pandemic interview and it was about a billion people, uh, Mickey Willis asked her what's an antidote that these people creating these problems, do they have an antidote? Why would they want to poison all of them, themselves and us? And she said, Oh no, they have an antidote. It's a drug called Suramin. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if y'all know this Suramin is listed and published as an antidote to the blood clotting effects of all snake mm-hmm. venoms. And it's a drug owned by Bayer, the company Bayer. Well, I want you to know, do you know that in the paper, it says there's a 2007 article t- titled a hundred years of suramin Go read the paper in the paper. it says, we already disclosed from 2006 that there is a plant that does the exact same things yeah. published that Sermon does. And do you know what the plant is? So for all of you worried about blood clotting, mm-hmm. they already know that there's an antidote for that. You don't need to be alarmed. It's actually found in licorice root. They published that licorice root and glycyrrhizin acid inside mm-hmm. of licorice root is the perfect antidote. To these venom based blood clotting effects of all venoms, period, worldwide. On and that note, a sermon off of
0: Dr. Brian Artis, God bless you for taking it there. I don't want people to be left in fear. This is not what we're doing here. No Dr. way. Try to frighten you, tried to empower you. And he did. He did that for many of us. And, and I you know, will do, endeavor do my best to keep bringing the power to heal back where it belongs with each and every one of you. And Brian, Dr. Brian Artis, thank you for doing that as well.
2: You're very welcome. There's a one reason why Dr. Buttar spoke out. There's a reason why I've spoken out. It's why you've spoken out for the last 20 years while we show up at any events. Notice, none of us are scared. We're not even scared in these conversations. Why? Because we're researching and understand and have full faith in what we've already seen clinically in patients' lives and our own lives to keep us safe and healthy as long as possible.
0: That's what's scary to the pharmaceutical industrial complex. Sure. They, they don't want people thinking critically and discovering what they're doing. And how they're just
2: remember Robert Scott Bell will sign off with this. Remember an apple a day keeps the doctor away. That never went away. By the way, Mm -hmm. the food you eat keeps you healthy and keeps you from needing the medical profession. And notice they've wiped that phrase from the entire planet. Now they want you to think everybody needs baby aspirin every day, the rest of their life, once they turn 40 or they need a vaccine every six months, notice they never tell you that an apple a day will keep the doctor away. Like they used to, they -hmm. want you having full faith in only their drugs and yeah. ignore and place doubt in food
0: mm-hmm. all right dr artist i gotta go i i, I want to continue this honoring of dr butar and thank you for doing everything because very teachable moments we were able to reveal today god bless god, you
2: and god bless Rashid Bhutar. may he rest in peace and his entire family and loved ones
0: yes thank you dr brian Artis, on the robert scott bell show honoring the legacy of dr butar as well as continuing the education cycle now the heart of life itself you know, we got to find great joy in relationships and family and friendships. And one of those people that came into my life through Dr. Batar, in fact, as someone you've all probably seen at some point in, through the entertainment field and industry, and she's got a heart of gold and she loved Dr. Batar as well and, and immediately reached out and said, I, I want to be part of this and I want her to be part of this. Let's welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, sorry, Nia Peoples is here. Nia, how are you?
3: Oh my gosh. Yeah. You guys are blowing my mind again and again and again and i'm so grateful to be here with you right now i mean it's you know i for me i'm one of the average joe's i'm i'm i don't know much about medicine i do, i am one of those moms that chose not to vaccinate like you know used my critical thinking and just went well, that doesn't make yeah. sense mm. but i think that the reason that i was so um just inspired and felt like it was necessary to come on was to kind of encourage the average joe because most of us are the average Joe. <laughs> like, the multitudes are that. And when I watched the last um, interview that Dr. Buttar had done, where he talked about exercising your free will, and I had spoken with him um, shortly, you know, not too long ago, mm-hmm. about this spiritual experience he had had. Yeah. Um, and everything being about exercising your free will. I understood that on a level that I, that I really think is important for people to understand. And that is, it doesn't mean you say no to everything. It, doesn't, it, it means pay attention to where you are, who you are, what position you're in, and, and what God is leading you to individually. I cannot become a researcher. I don't have the background. I turn to people like you in the medicine field who are doing their part, but I have a part too. And this is what's important, um, that each of us does the part that we're here to do, whatever that is. And only each of us knows what that is. One of the things, our friend Marco Alati, um, our sweet Italian friend who's now living in Bali, I let him know about Dr. Mm Buttar. And one of the things he said to me, it was so beautiful, he said, well, you know, Nia Bella, Hmm. that Dr. Buttar came like the sword of Archangel Michael. And all of us come down from these different energies and sometimes they have work to do here and then they do it until the consciousness of humanity can pick up the sword and carry it on with that momentum. Hmm. And that really gave me peace because Dr. Buttar really, he was that man who cut a wide swath for all of us to go, hey, wait a minute. I'm getting in here. I'm good. He was like the tip of the spear that said, "Uh uh-uh, I'm going to keep poking this. I'm going to poke it with truth and keep poking and poking. And it gave the rest of us this space to breathe our energy into it. And so I really just wanted to take this, this time to encourage everyone to hear his last message of exercise your free will and understand that God lets you know in the space that you're in in each and every moment, how to exercise that. And I'll give you a really simple example. Mm -hmm. So when they started not allowing people to fly, if you didn't wear a mask, well, I don't need to get on a plane if, if it's for a vacation. But sometimes I had to ask myself, okay, is what I'm flying to more important? Is it more important that i be there than make a very vocal statement about this mask right now? And that's how I had to make my decisions. Now, I always asked them, I always made them ask me to put it on and then had this conversation about, well, isn't this silly with them? Mm -hmm. But the point being that in the moment that I was confronted with, with, am I going to stand up for the mask thing or is what I'm flying to more important? Those are the decisions only I can make. My presence in certain places was more important. And so all that to say, you know, just coming off of that conversation with, Mm -hmm. with um dr artist you're going oh my god i can't eat food i can't drink water i can't do all of these things but just like he said we all have these little opportunities to make choices as we can Mm
4: -hmm. and i
3: really really encourage people not to sit in a state of fear and panic thinking you've got to have everything pristine Mm -hmm. lest you die right god has his hand in all of this in all of it Mm-hmm. And it's really important that we pay attention to that. One of the things that Dr. Buttar also spoke about in his last um, in his last interview was he mentioned the video that, that Dr. Lipton and, yes. and Dr. Buttar and I all did together. And he said, man, they took that off. It got millions of hits, and they took it off within 24 hours. And Bruce's wife was asking why. And he said it's because it was like there was nothing pushing against anything. It was literally telling everybody go to the heart,
4: mm-hmm.
3: go to the heart, join heart, the energy of Not the heart, love. the electromagnetic field yeah. with everybody else. Yeah. And that's our power. That isn't, is our power.
0: Isn't it fascinating that they banned that because yep. you said it bypassed everything. It does. Love. It and, does. And, and, you know, that was the message that comes through loud and clear through the advanced medicine conferences, even with all of the scientific technical stuff that happens and, and, um, those of you who know one of the smartest people I've ever met in this lifetime, Dr. Judy Mikovits, who's joining us now—a nice surprise. Hi, Judy. To honor, Dr. Bhatar also talks about that love, also that divinity, that God connection for us all, and that is ultimately the powerful place of where all healing originates—the wisdom of everything. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't mean that we're anti-science. In fact, you know, the, the, I think scientific inquiry is, a, is a inquiry into the nature of 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 creation, of reality. Absolutely. Judy, you're with us. Let me see if we can hear you, Judy. Okay. Yay. Can you hear me? Hi, Judy.
5: Hi, oh, hi goodness. Oh, good to see
3: you. <laughs> good to see you, too.
5: Yeah, isn't wow. it interesting that uh, one of the earliest videos I did in 2020 was also with Rashid Buttar and... uh and and Bruce Lipton and that that didn't that didn't go any. I mean, that it didn't I don't make think it either. I ever made it up. Oh, it was, no. That one was one where it just blew the lid off of everybody. as right. we talked. So that was certainly a lot of fun. Uh, and um, and and of course, we were out there the last couple of weeks, um, you know, just just talking about it. And. Um, <laughs> j- just, just basically um you know they didn't kill rashid, they poisoned him and and we found a way to 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 heal it up i mean you know he, he, together we all we knew when they poisoned him, we knew what was in the water, we knew what was going on, and we were able to take you know the you know the cardio miracles and the greens and the neutrophies everything we're talking about, and then the energy healing therapies. And 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 basically put them back together. Um, I mean, he, God knew that mm-hmm. that h- how to heal, and we use God healing, and we use. You know, we're we're those scientists, and always have been. That was my yes. lineage. That's what we're talking about. Our lineage. Are you God and natural science, and 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 the the ability to discover, or are you evil and you're in the patent profit? um, poison camp, um, which is, which is manipulated, which is what is being called medicine and never was. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we were, we were really laughing. I was pretty angry, but um, (laughs) as (laughs) as he knows, I'm usually angry on our, on our show a couple of weeks ago um, televising the advanced medicine conference. Um, Because what the title of my talk goes all the way back to healing AIDS, Mm -hmm. you know, didn't matter whether HIV was a gain of function didn't matter whether they popped it in every hepatitis B vaccine and gave it to everybody in risk groups or not, while everybody looked the other way, not getting it, didn't matter what you put into the 91, 92 HIV vaccine that Redfield and Burke tried to, you know, inject it into millions in the military. Right. You know, what mattered was only a small percent of people ever got any kind of sick from that. Right. And, and so that was what their big problem and why this is now premeditated murder, because they've been doing their experimentation so- with all of these sequences that change electromagnetic na- magnetic fields. And you even hear people like Peter McCullough catching up and using terms at the Nashville conference, um, uh, probably no the Al- Orlando Stu Warner conference in mm-hmm. January of 2020. I mean we've been all over that target saying you know and and Peter McCullough said CD 1614 macrophage yeah got that that was my mm-hmm. PhD thesis and beyond that was a 40 page book chapter that a lot of us wrote on and it was supposed to be an entire book mm-hmm. in Elsevier journals that was supposed to come out around 17 or 18 and when the government saw what was in that book and the chapters on healing. They call it predator journals. Yes. You know, what are predator journals? And they <laughs> literally asked that in vaccine court um, once they said, you know, they were asking another good doctor, and that's the point. They're good doctors, but we're being they're being lied to by the cult of scientism yes. and Tony Fauci, and that's what we all caught them, you mm-hmm. know, red-handed after all those years of painstaking work, red-handed in 2019. You know, so what did our book say, Plague of Corruption? Oh, yeah, we got that. We saw how you poisoned it. We've always been in the lineage of Bruce Whoa. Lipton, Candace Bird, Howard Temin, Frank Rossetti. It's discovery, peptide hmm. T, you know, block the interfaction between the macrophage and the T cell. Delta 32 deletion in CCR5. Oh, oh that would be all those people have all the HIV they want in their in their blood. But if the macrophage never mm-hmm. infects the T cell, then you don't dysregulate dis- yeah, yeah. the adaptive immune response. So we know all of this as we're talking in the last two weeks. And well, I was angry because you know the because I was getting ready to go back to Nashville to the mm-hmm. Stu Warner, um, the the yeah, pediatric yeah. wellness, you know, and and a whole bunch of people pulled out a whole bunch of funding. Yeah, and sure. said, Oh yeah, we and so who was it? It was the doctors. It's like you doctors mm-hmm. who are on the satanic cult side. Mm-hmm. Come to Jesus. Just you know, come come to the Father because oh, you know, sooner or later we're gonna take you down because we know how to heal everybody, and everybody seeing that the sudden adult death that all you have do is turn around and go back to god and god's got this and we've set up academies and teaching and abiding wellness and and everything else so this is actually really fun and he and i were talking and i was i was irritated i said show up doctors show up and learn the real true medicine cuz god's got this and and we all know we believe in divinity and 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 um he was poisoned 6 months ago and and just like my david you know when you use god you know uh uh-uh, uh that's yeah. not actually how he died you know and i and i and i i say my david because when i saw his autopsy i cried because they were tears of joys it's like oh my god it worked you know an old man with copd and you know all the things how the brink of death that that um that the poisoning took um took Rashid to six months ago, but all you need is to turn back to God and all the healing that we're in all these conferences spitting out. Oh, that's easy. You know, eat meat, we make, we make you lamb. You know, we can do this. <laughs> God gave everybody a, a, a way according to their environment, according mm-hmm. to their immune systems, according to, the, you know, the sun in the sky, Um, just everything that, that we see. So we we were excited about it. We were actually talking about it. And I, I actually thought I'd go out before for mm-hmm. him because we way push the envelope on some of our yeah,
4: detox.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I appreciate you dropping in. Uh, like, I, It's such a great thing to honor uh, Dr. Batar as we're doing today, and, and yeah. Ty Bollinger has just joined us. I'm trying to have him reverse his camera because <laughs> he's backwards, but it's okay if he can't. Well, I hope we'll be here. Oh, it.
5: that's fabulous. So that's all. I'm, I'm I'm delighted to be here. I'm really <laughs> excited about it because, you know, good job Rashid, because God yeah. knows the day we're going to die, and yep. you got it all out there. I mean, he right up until the last second.
0: Yes. It's like making sure online. that message of, of free will, uh agency was coming through and as I said the yeah. gift of life is extraordinary and right next to it is the gift of choice that we were given. And and unfortunately these uh pharmaceutical minions uh, uh you know satanists want to take away that gift of choice that God gave us. That tells you who they are when they want to take away your choice. Now, the love is what I want to bring back into this as we bring Ty Bollinger. I love Ty Bollinger as well. He's my brother. Um, the fear is what drove people and drives people to poison themselves, as if we can poison ourselves back to health. Who would think that that's a good strategy, Ty? And you figured that out because of the loss of loved ones in your own life. And isn't that amazing? How many of us have to lose something before we are able to see clearly what God is trying to teach us all of the time? Oh, well, give me your give me your uh, uh, camera your, your uh, microphone. microphone. So. It was coming in silent. See if you got the uh, microphone setting just right. Check the audio settings there, if you will, Ty. My
6: mic's there. There Okay, You're you're back.
0: Thanks, Ty. Go ahead.
6: It it actually wasn't me. It said the host has muted your mic, so somebody muted me. I didn't know how. (laughs) (laughs) He was trying to
5: mute me. He was trying to mute
6: me. (laughs) Of course, it's the only way. You wanted me to come on just for my pretty face, right? That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, why do people think they can poison their way back to health? Cause we're brainwashed. I mean, the whole focus of the last 50 years of television has been 70 years of television has been to push, uh, vaccines and drugs. Um, I'm in the middle of producing our documentary coming out in July that interviewed Judy for called remedy. And I found commercials from the 1960s that were pushing vaccines, just like they push them today. I mean, it's, it's been a concerted effort for a long time to make people think that you can poison your way back to hell. Mm
0: -hmm. What would you say about our buddy Rashid while he was here? Because he's tenacious in his ability to speak out directly on these issues. Oh man, do I have to say something good about the guy now? I know. I, now that he's, yeah, we would just rib each other to no end. Rashid and
6: I always ripped on each other. So, but no, I mean, I, you know, one of the things I always admired about uh, Rashid, Dr. Butter, as they used to call him, (laughs) Yeah. Was uh, that he was just fearless and he told the truth, and he didn't, he didn't, didn't matter to him. It offended anybody or not, and uh, and that's what we need today. That's what we need um, from from everyone is to speak up and be fearless and telling the truth, because if we don't, you know, we lose this battle. But I don't think we'll lose because I think that you know he's he's a catalyst, and there's a lot of other people that will follow the example that he set and continue to speak out against the tyranny and to continue to tell the truth no matter what the ramifications are and that's what it takes and so you know i guess if, uh, the the one of the main positive qualities that that had had was the fact that he was just fearless and he told the truth didn't li- didn't care to, it didn't matter to him if you liked it or not and that was one of the things that you know we we talked to Rosh about like dude you know you're kind of you're kind of pissing people off a little bit <laughs> and he's like i don't care it's truth and so that he was bold and so you you got to have that boldness and that's one of the things i admired about him we you know, you know it was funny we were we were sharing some stories about Rashid and and uh, one of the stories that was so cute was that when we when we first met him down in Panama in 2009, he came down and visited us when we lived in Panama and um, he kept telling Char- or Tabitha at that time, Charity had not been born yet. She was about to be born and he kept telling Tabitha that he was going to steal her pink cowboy boots. And um, that was just like a running joke for years. Mm-hmm. Well, then we came back and Charity was born and we saw him several years later, Charity actually punked Rashid. And she convinced him that she was Tabitha <laughs> and, and that um, she was going to let him have her cow, her pink cowboy boots, but it wasn't Tabitha. It was Charity. So anyway, we had, we had a lot of good times with Rashid.
0: Well, I mentioned how much he loved the kids and you know, my kids were balling the moment they heard Rashid had passed as, t- as were yours. And, and it yeah. tells you about the heart of a man or, or, or any human adult. Um, how they treat children, how they connect with kids in that way that uplifts them and that, that causes that love to, to go. Nia, your experience again with uh, Dr. Batar, you know, we met at the Advanced Medicine Conference and yeah. become friends since then. And, and you know, you saw something in him very special. And in addition to all the other science-y stuff we talk about.
3: <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Well, and well, he was always, no matter how bold he was about everything he said, and I, I remember very distinctly how I met him because we We're sitting at a Greg Braden conference and he was sitting like two rows behind me and Greg, you know, Greg's a little soft spoken sometimes. And he was giving some statistics and, and I heard from the back, nope, it's not that it's this. And he was giving very specific numbers and Greg just kind of went, yeah, the point is, it's just a lot. (laughs) <laughs> you know? and, and there was so much energy coming from him and what he said that I just went whoa. And of course, then he was he was welcomed up and mm-hmm. he got to speak and everything. But I was so inspired by his commitment mm-hmm. to healing and truth. And he also we started a very interesting relationship because I think he would he would ask me to fly to different places with him. Um, there was nothing romantic going on with us at all. In fact, I knew his, his ex-wife. We, you know, it had nothing to do with that. But there was something that he wanted, and it had to do with grounding him because his brain was so fast that he would just go, and I'd be calm, calm. Mm-hmm. Can you speak that in a way that isn't divisive? <laughs> just, just speak truth. You yes. don't have to. It's not us against. Just speak the truth. And, and it would ground him and root him. And I think he did such a good job with mm. his conferences of leveling that out because it is all love. It is masculine and feminine. It, they need each other to balance each other out and harmonize. And so this was, he had that, I think part of the other thing that really harmonized him was his love of children. He was a little kid himself. He had that childlike quality alongside that ginormous warrior that he mm. was. And so anyway that's he that heart of his in conjunction with his devotion to truth is what mm. drew me in to be a part of everything that he was doing.
0: Powerful yeah. presence. Yeah. You know God chooses his vessels but yet if we're all created in the image of God spiritually speaking God chose all of us so then so the I mean, choice is ours isn't it to yeah. choose to be that vessel to live up to the expectation or uh, the agreement we might have made before we knew we made it to yeah. to be that you know, vessel of truth and healing and light. And, um, you know, I'm surrounded right here by three people in, on the show that have chosen to do that which they are asked by God to do. And I love you all so dearly. And, and you know, what an honor to be with you to celebrate and honor the life is, as well as mourn. It's very hard sometimes when we're talking about these wondrous, beautiful stories of Rasha to be sad other than the fact that we won't be able to rib him the same way, mm-hmm. except I know he's laughing about Ty you know call him dr. butters like we did and all the things we did together um but that great joy that he brought with him in the midst of intense challenges is something a legacy that will also live on for all of us
3: yeah definitely and i you know what i one of the things that i think is is most powerful about everything that he sort of began i mean tie you to all of you guys i mean you're so instrumental in spearheading and cutting this wide swath for all of us is just that Together, we can make this old system obsolete in a heartbeat mm. by just yeah. choosing, yeah. by exercising our free will and choosing. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to choose that. I'm choosing this. And you guys are making those things available for us mm. to choose. So we know that there are other options, right? Yeah. That's how powerful we are as a collective.
6: Yeah. yeah sure. A real quick story. I was, um, you know, producing this remedy docuseries and, I was getting to the part, you, Robert, you had mentioned DDT and we were talking about the polio vaccine and so forth. Thanks for doing that interview, by the way. Really good. Um, but uh, I'm looking back at some of the old interviews that I'd done with Rashid, uh, and he was mentioning the same thing, the DDT similarities to DDT and polio and paralysis and so forth. And I just remember the day that we met him down in Houston for that interview for The Truth About Vaccines in 2017. We, he flew into Houston. We fl- We were already in Houston and we were filming. We, we went to eat at this little Indian place and um, he got up to go to the bathroom or something. And I ate some of his food and um, that was the most pissed off he's ever been at me. I didn't, I mean, I could have done, I did a lot of other things to really piss him off worse than that, but he didn't get mad about that. But he was so mad that I ate some of his food. He's like, yeah. he, he literally looked at me he's like, don't eat my food, man. And I was like, okay, all right. True. <laughs> you
0: found the limit. That was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God.
6: Didn't, didn't eat his food after that. Didn't he didn't try that again?
4: Oh,
0: man. Judy, so, you know, a number of us were planning, of course, to present at the fifth uh, advanced medicine conference. And, you know, I've talked to many of the speakers that would be willing to go anyway. But the family, you know, who is grieving that we have to honor. And I, you know, I understand that. So it's just too much, you know, having to prepare for the funeral, all the other things. And, um, you know, just thinking about the legacy that we want this to go on. There are there are many events going on, but anything we can do to acknowledge and, and you know, bring the positivity, as you said, you know, even the, you know, the solutions you focus on. And we were talking about you last hour. Maybe your ears were burning with Brian Artis. Uh, we, you know, we hit the glyphosate issue, which I bring up and, you know, the, the, the DMG that I learned from you as well as other strategies. But as we go deep into this, it can be frightening for people, but it was beautiful because we left once again, as Brian did too, in a positive way, like Dr. patarwood what's, what's the option? Here are the options. You don't have to live in fear. This is what you can do. The choices you have, you didn't know because they don't want you to know you have those. Right.
4: Choices. Go ahead, Judy.
0: I'm sorry.
5: Oh yeah, I I actually didn't. For once, I actually didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're
0: the no, no. Okay, <laughs>
5: uh, yeah, no. i We were. We were going there. I was. I was so excited about it because all I was doing was showing the first. I was actually just showing the, the talk I gave on and in March 22nd of 2019, which is in our book, um, Plague of Corruption. You'll see that's the day I kind of walked into all of this. I'd I'd never, I mean, meaning... All of this from the the side of Roger Stone, Rashid Buttar, Foster Gamble. The you know that was the time. That was the day I met Dr. Lori, who introduced me to Mickey Willis. You know, and all of these people, and and Andy Wakefield was there. And I'm like, you know, all the healing was there, Chris Shade, and other things. But um, you know, I just I'd never heard of any of this world, you know, before that time. Um, but but then just kind of instantly we we got on in 2020 because, of course, um, Dr. Lori and Mickey could see by our book that, of course, uh, we knew it all from the other side of the fence. And they were they just kind of all of you just, you know, 2017, the truth about um, cancer or 2016 when you had it in Texas. Del- and I just walked in there and I'm just. I'm basically just away from the five-year gag order where I can't say anything. All this has happened at Fort Detrick. You can't say anything at all. And all of a sudden you're right in there. And I, I still have those slides I gave and, and nobody understood a word I said, because I was coming from that place (laughs) Mm -hmm. except for probably Rashid. And I, and I, and I do think um, it was, it was you Robert that interviewed me for, Um, truth about vaccines. And it's like, well, yeah, and that's when you just get the the diarrhea, you know, (laughs) because somebody finally can hear you. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, oh my God, all these people are out here and I'm not all alone. And and we God. and they just, you know, they just love you into it and they calm your brain on fire down mm-hmm. to the point where they say, Oh, you got this. And remember, remember Bruce Lipton. Oh yeah, remember Candace Bird. Okay, we got this. And then and then you can calm it down to realize that, yeah, you were you were playing a role, you know, and and you played your part honoring God exactly for such a time at this. Each of us is in a different place. I had to see everything I saw with you know, I, I was David Avocado Wolf until June 10th, 1980, when I walked into Fort Detrick with a degree in basically fermentation chemistry, a degree in chemistry from University of Virginia. I mean, none of this is accidents for who Thomas Jefferson was as far as a natural scientist, mm-hmm. what, probably one of the first and the best in our country. So just your training and who I am as a Cherokee Indian, my training, made plants in the medicine, it was always, but then we went, so it's use God to to take the manipulated and use medicinal chemistry to to heal. And um and then you just can kind of see it really doesn't matter what weapons form. Sure, they were making all those bioweapons at Port Dietrich. Now we all know that. But you know, but for Rashad and this that Rashid and this whole community, you know, inviting me into this situation when I'm deer in the headlights and, and loving us, you know, yeah, he's tough. I like talking to him because he and I both speak like that. No, 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 you're wrong. And we could sit in the back of the room yeah. and keep talking to each other. And that's the kind of upbringing I had with Frank Rossetti. Mm-hmm. Frank Rossetti was prove it, you know, prove it. And, and always ask the right question. So it was always fun. Ask the right question. What question mm-hmm. are you asking?
0: Well, we know that they want us to believe that we are powerless in their yes. powerful presence that's and alone illusion and alone, yes Nia, and bringing this kind of awareness, yes, the pragmatic and the practical, which is critical for us getting out of this mess, but breaking the illusion, that's the Bruce Lipton thing and I you know I, I was watching Bruce's interview with Rashid. You know, two weeks he he did it before Mm -hmm. uh, and just smiling the whole time because this is why we've come together at this point in time to break the cycle of that delusion and illusion of of fear that has enveloped the planet and the people on it that has resulted in what we have witnessed in COVID and the opportunity is now to be shaken loose, shaken free of that, but still it's our choice to go forward in fear or bring that love that they try to cancel and ban (laughs) from discussing Nia. Right, well, that's right. the
5: key part—is bringing the love because mm-hmm. I was so pounded after those five years that, mm-hmm. and and I see it too. This is what Mickey said to me when I when I drove down and met Robert Malone last sept last October. Mm-hmm. Um, drove from Texas to Madison, Virginia. He said he, he Judy, he's where you were. He needs these people need to know you're going to love them, that if you show up, they're not going to hit you again, mm-hmm. that that you will. But they have to repent and understand and, and relearn and learn God. Yeah. But at the same time, it's that willingness that we're going to, you know envelop them that Mm -hmm. that we're going to be that envelope virus packaging that (laughs) precious mRNA for God in a way that it heals all we in love it's got to be in love and that's why yesterday I was also giving a memorial Mm -hmm. um a a talk at a memorial and and you know this hat's pretty beat up by now this love hat Mm -hmm. and uh, it's uh, the kids tried to color it um for Christmas my grandkids colored it and you can see they drew on it to give me more courage as we go out yeah, but that. yeah, it's it's a pounding and without this loving group, without Ty, without you Nia and um, just Robert Scott. you know, welcoming, you know, you can heal it takes a really long time but as as Rashid and I were talking last week, because we don't get much chance to talk because I tend to shut things down and nobody will go anywhere if I'm there <laughs> so it's like I don't I'm, I'm isolated so we hadn't gotten the last time i talked i had to be streaming live and i did it from mickey willis's studio when we re interviewed again um in in when um after pandemic, so it was the middle of the summer of may uh whenever it was uh that time i was in studio at in in ojai california before indoctrination mm-hmm. came out and so um and 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 you know they were he was very kind to me because I was feeling uh, you know you, yeah we're all human beings and yeah. you know to to not feel loved and to feel isolated and, you know it. and I I try really hard to talk in a way that people can understand me but if people don't understand basic biochemistry you know I'm screwed because <laughs> I don't know how to talk any other way Keep it's A C like T honey. and G right Hold
3: but on. you have yeah. your place like that's the yeah. thing each one of us has. Our particular gift that we're bringing, yes. and it's just up to be willing to stand, even when we feel alone. We stand in the truth of what that is, and bring it. And man, for such a time as this, yeah. always for such a time as this. And I really encourage everybody out there, no mm-hmm. matter what you do, whether you're scientifically. Intelligent, <laughs> yeah. or you're, you know, you're a musician, or you're a homemaker, whatever it is. Every moment is so important to stand in that truth, whatever that is.
0: Nia, can you yeah. stick around for the bonus round? You bet. Hi, <laughs> I want to give you the last word before we got a break because I know how busy you are, and remedies coming. So, uh, anything you want to share before we wrap up here? Twenty seconds. You talking to me? Yes, my brother.
6: Man, I can't share it in twenty seconds, brother. I know. Well, if you want to, other stick- than yeah, love, love Rasha, uh, Don. Get, when you get a chance, maybe in the bonus section, put up uh, put throw up that picture. I just found a picture. It was at the on the stage. It's got you, Robert, and Rosh and a whole bunch of cool people. Oh yeah. To, definitely. yeah we'll yeah, show that
0: bonus round. And you're everybody's welcome to stick around if you want and if you have to go, I understand. But God bless you. The power to heal is still yours. Thank you, Rashid. Oh my. There, there's not enough time to honor the life of someone so so extraordinary as, as Dr. Rosh. Bitar. And um, you know, I feel his presence still, uh, even in the passing. But I feel uh, the love and the loss of his family, and and the grief that they're feeling, the sadness that we are all to some degree feeling. But again, imagine if he was your dad, your son, your brother, your uncle, and you've lived your whole life with him. Uh, you know, they that family shared him with us all, and I'm you know grieving for them as well. And uh, there may be more tears to shed, you know, as as I go on, as we all go on here. But the joy that I feel also having known him and the joy I feel honoring him in this way and, and the way that Judy has joined with us today and Nia and, and Ty and Brian Artis and, and more people than we could fit in one show. There's the picture. Look at that. I mean, this is a, what a, what a great, wonderful, powerful group of folks that bring the love here. I'm seeing here, I see Casey Krejci. There's, uh, there's Rashid on the, on the far left next to Doc Newsom. There's Ty, there's Charlene, David Avocado Wolf, uh, Veronique Desaunier, Dr. V, uh, Ed Group. Uh, my gosh, look at that. We got um, the GM, the guy that has brought more attention to genetic engineering on this planet than anybody in history uh, that woke us woke us all up, uh, Jeffrey Smith, and then, of course, uh, pediatric gastroenterologist Andy Wakefield, and there I am in my silly tux, <laughs> doing the MCing and speaking as well at The Truth About Cancer. Uh, what a wonderful picture. Again, these are the people that have come together and uh, I say, poor Veronique Saunier, the only woman in that group. But you women that are with me now, Nia, Judy, very powerful. I, I don't put anything past your ability to to do extraordinary things because you have, in the midst of it. And uh, again, bright souls. And Nia, again, what you bring—the heart, the love—as you, you're an example too to know. You don't have to be a scientist like a Dr. Judy Mikevitz to bring healing. And, and Dr. Judy Mikevitz also brings the love in, in the midst of this march and how we can sense intelligence with other things than our brain. You feel it. You resonate with it. God's wisdom. And that's why I don't want anybody to denigrate themselves. It's like, well, I'm not as smart as Judy. And Judy doesn't do that to anybody. I mean, we joke about the communication and the need to, for help there. But again, that's the humor that, that I think is part and parcel to God as well. Because man, if you don't think God's funny, look at his creation. (laughs) Look at all of (laughs) us. There's gotta be some humor in there. And super Don, if you don't mind, open up your visual because you you have, you know, you have been on this journey with Dr. Batar. Dr. Bittar has relied on you. In fact, used to you 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 prepared an intro for remember the we used to do advanced medicine Mondays every Monday for almost 10 years together with Dr. Batar.
1: I forgot to grab one of all. I grabbed everything except that. Okay, well, so let me see if I can find that okay. real quick.
0: But, but, you know, the wizard <clears throat> there that uh, in a great way, Super Don is, you know, Dr. Batar loved you, Super Don, you know, the things you could create. And you, he said he wanted something with Star Trek in it and you found ways to do it. And and OK, if you can dig it out, we'll find it and play it. But it made him so happy every week when he heard that and joined. It was the essence of the fun of Dr. Batar as well that we brought in, in the midst of intensity.
1: He had a great sense of humor. Really, I mean, really, I mean, it was just, it was just fun just to talk because the one liners and the zingers and stuff like that were just always coming with. Oh,
0: them. he loved to zing me.
1: Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was just the conversations we'd have with him. And you know, the, the one thing that, that, you know, I mean, he's done so many things and, and so many people have had such great things to, to say about him and how he's impacted their lives and the lives of other people and children and stuff like that. And all of that is 100% legit. Mm -hmm. For me, the thing that that, that really impressed me was what the, such a badass he was. (laughs) Okay. I know, seriously. I mean, it was like when you were around him, I only met him once. Mm -hmm. And that was when we were at Autism One and I can't remember what year it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the dude was just like,
4: Mm -hmm.
1: come walking up, you know, and you're just like, whoa. And I saw, I'd seen some pictures of him uh, (laughs) like like doing martial arts and stuff. Mm And there's one one image in particular. Let me grab it here real quick. Okay. Uh, let me see. I, I on it. I had it here. Here it is. This this is not a guy you wanted to mess with. I mean, yeah. Look at him. Holy, holy moly! <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah you know i mean he was he was uh he, he had, i guess uh, what i was reading he was in second infantry division he was also 101st air uh, air assault division and fifth special forces group the guy was was an animal um and you didn't want to mess with this guy and it was clear and the thing is though he channeled that into uh into what he did you know people call him a warrior that's the face of a warrior right there if i've ever seen one mm-hmm. um, but
0: you know the righteous warrior right the one that doesn't take on of the, uh, what we say, the mission of those who would degrade and, and destroy for just the purposes of destruction and belittling. I mean, he really was uplifting in his, his intent, and always God was with him in everything that he did and talked about. As he said, you know, he was not afraid to meet his maker, his creator, and I, you know, I believe he went straight into the light, no doubt, for what he had he done. Was, like he that.
3: was really um, aware mm-hmm. of the divine. Yeah. I remember I'm, I'm wearing a bracelet right now and I had given him one and this, this particular bracelet is, is hand woven in a, in a place called Mijegoria, which is in Bosnia Herzegovina uh, and the, the women weave and they pray and they weave and they pray. And I had given him one and it broke and he was flying, not from LAX, but through LAX to Australia And had broken it and texted me and said, can you bring me another one? And I drove like an hour and a half to LAX and he got off his plane, went out, Mm -hmm. came down and met me to get it. And, you know, he really, he's like, I want that. I want to hold it. I want to feel the energy of it. He really had an awareness of the divine Mm -hmm. and was not bashful about it.
0: Wow. Uh, Judy, the you know the when we talk about God, because it is who we are, it's what we believe, it's what we live. Uh, much of the scientific world, you know, denigrates those of us who have faith, who live the faith. And and how yeah. were you able to navigate? And and did you feel at any point that you lost it along the way, as many of the people in the doctoring the PhD world do, and then they have to find it again?
5: Oh, for me, absolutely not. Because that is the, the natural products chemist that I am, you know, with all those people that were standing on that stage before I didn't know who you were. Mm-hmm. And here I was thrust into it from a different, you know, from a different uh, perspective. But that's true for all of us. So for me, nope. Now, for me, it was always about I'm an identical twin. And so if you believe in divinity, there is no mistake. God made, you know, my, that's what my grandfather, the Cherokee Indian, told me. You know, you're no, you're very special because God had to make two of you. <laughs> and, and so and, and, and understand the difference. So all I'm ever thinking about is epigenetics since I was 10 years old, you know, and I got kicked out of Catholic school for opening my big mouth. And I'm, I'm like rush it in that way. <laughs> it's like, no, then God is love. Don't beat the stupid kid. It's not helping. He -hmm. just gets fearful. He won't answer the question because he's afraid it's wrong. You know, in Russian, and I literally talked about this a couple of weeks ago because I was just so angry. It's like, no, you can't punish somebody. They'll never be willing to learn, Mm -hmm. you know, if they have to relearn. We have to show the love in all of it so that we can be open vessels to learn and realize we've been deceived. We can't forgive ourselves and we all have to because at some level there's nobody on this planet that didn't participate in some way cuz we didn't know yeah. we yeah. just simply didn't know and and so then you you have to accept it and you have to say okay and that's divinity that's what Mickey Willis told me he's like ah oh, i guess cuz i was mad i get mad a lot and i <laughs> i said i said come on if if a doctor doesn't know the base pairs that make up your dna yeah then then why why are we going to him as some sort of God? And yeah. Mickey said, and I said, because, you know, these people are dead. And if these, if these guys who are out there supporting ivermectin didn't know the entire class of pure energetic modulators, and I say it just like that, because of course they don't, they were never taught that. And so Mickey said, he stopped me right in the middle. He said, I guess you don't really believe in divinity, do you? And I said, and I, I took, I, I, I looked at him yeah. and I said, okay. I hear you. You know, there's there's a day you're born. There's a day you're going to die. God knew every star in the sky and every every single universe that's out there. And he knew that long before he formed the whole earth. If you really believe that, then what are you upset about? Because your daughter-in-law and your husband died on exactly the day God intended. Now what you have to do is figure out, you know, what, what God, what their purpose was. Did, mm-hmm. how do you help them finish? Well, you know, and so Rashid absolutely finished well because he put it all out
4: there.
0: Wow. Listen, Judy, are you going to be in the, uh, the Boise, Idaho, we, the Patriots USA event coming up? Did Judy just go frozen?
3: She did. She, oh but she's God. happy. She's, frozen. she's a happy frozen. Yeah. It's
1: a, yeah. There <laughs> are like, worse things. How many times have we been doing this and you're yeah. like frozen in your nose yeah. or something? You it's know. Always it's like, the worst
0: face if it's me. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, why don't we, maybe she'll come back. But play the intro that uh, Dr. Batar lit up with when he first heard it. And he loved it ever since uh, that you put together for him in Advanced Medicine Mondays. Which, by the way. Super Don downloaded 425 or so episodes each all, an hour.
1: I did the math. It's about eight years worth of, uh, of, of advanced medicine Monday. Yeah.
0: So if you,
1: I haven't figured out how to, how to get that out there for people, but I'm, I'm going to try
0: it. to at least make it for our patrons. Cause it's, you know, it's a lot of time to get it up there for everybody, but that'll be well <clears> worth it that those years are so precious and priceless. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and play that. It's, it's not a long intro, but uh, you'll, you'll love and appreciate it for those that
1: you remember. So it was every it was every Monday? Yep, every Monday. Every Monday. Advanced Medicine Monday. Advanced Medicine Monday. This is what the uh, – it started out on radio, so it's, it's just an audio file. It's not a oh, video. Oh, listen. But, uh, yeah, this was it. Is there a doctor in the house? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving.
0: Doctor, doctor, doctor,
1: doctor, doctor, and doctor.
0: It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar.
1: I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. No pill's gonna kill my head. I gotta the
0: doctor is in. And he was pumped every time by the time he got to the. He was his, his time to speak, but he, he was. A, I don't know what the right term is—a trekkie, trek or whatever. He likes Star Trek, likes science fiction too. He was a bit of a nerd in that way. We loved him for that too.
3: Who put that together? Don, did you? Yeah. Fantastic. I did. Oh, yeah. I love it.
1: That's yeah, the fun part of fun part of my
3: job. Yeah, no, that's the, right. It's the most
0: creative.
5: <laughs> I love that. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. where we got started in radio, uh, in that and uh, Jude. Where I'm sorry, Judy. Should she it. come back? Here's I think i back. Welcome She's back. back. Believe it it or not, the
5: phone overheated. That's how passionate I was. (laughs) (laughs) So just the long story short. Yeah. yeah, I said, okay, I hear you. Mm -hmm. You know, go love them back into the fold so they can understand Mm -hmm. that they were fooled. They were deceived. Now all they have to do is take that considerable talent and turn it and use it for God instead of
0: evil. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we welcome them. Again, true repentance. Yep. And then we've welcomed everybody that's come said, I want to do right now. I, I Just realize- as he yeah.
5: welcomed me. Yeah, exactly. you, all, you all welcome me. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, we've all been so programmed. You know, you know something I realized, I grew up in Southern California going to Disneyland every year. Mm-hmm. And there was this, this massive um, uh, kind of pavilion, the one that turns and you would walk into it. And what was in it, was giant ears of corn. Like, this is the future. It was in Tomorrowland. Mm. Giant tomatoes. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. And it just dawned on me that you know what the name of that ride was? Monsanto. Mm. <laughs> that was the name of the ride. Monsanto. Yeah.
4: yeah. And they were yeah. saying,
3: oh, yeah, we're going to have giant food. They were preparing us to receive genetically modified food.
4: Right.
0: Interesting. Programming yeah. began early in Disney. Yeah. You could have fun at the Disney parks. There was a message that was trying to be imbued into people. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. so they knew what was going on. So uh, Judy, am I going to see you at the uh, Boise event that we, the Patriots USA next weekend?
5: Uh, I guess not. I was going to be in advanced medicine is okay. Is that over for it? I, I mean, I can be.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to ki- keep up with all the upcoming events. And I know we get the cross paths every once in a while. It's a great joy when we do. Um, and that, I was no, that, going
5: and that, to be in South uh, in in St. Louis, but I guess I'm not.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I said, I I, I we, all of us still wanted it to go on, and Dr. Batar did too. But what am I going to say if you're a family member, immediate family member of Dr. Batar, oh, okay. and what they're going through? Right. What
5: what what I see is let's do it since since I've been in that place just not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Let we're I, I I asked Johanna and Brian. um, um, they own the Odom platform. Let's, I told them, hey, we'll tape all these things. We'll get as many of these talks up. I'll okay. give you exactly the talk I was going to get and we can go live at a later date, but we sure. can fix it this week for that and simply send it to everybody who needed to see that. There, there, definitely the show must go on, but definitely in a different way, respecting uh, it, the family. Man.
0: Yeah. And I know Mike Adams said he would be happy to put it on one of his platforms as well. So uh, let's talk about that afterwards and see if we can coordinate it because we were planning to be together Memorial Day weekend. And uh, we've got talks to give and things to teach and empowerment to have happen. Uh, So if, yeah, we can we can probably move forward anyway and not wait. Correct. That would be great. All right, Judy. Well, thank you for being on board. i on just like at a moment's notice as you texted me, I'm like, well, why don't we invite Judy on? She'd have a thing or two to it say. It was so her. great to see yeah. you. That, that was nice. a great surprise.
5: <laughs> yeah. Good to surprise to see you, Nia, because we're isolated here. You can mm-hmm. see I'm in Ventura. Where are you, Nia?
3: Oh, I'm down in West Covina. I'm at my mom's house, actually. Oh. All right.
4: All right.
0: yeah. Excellent. All right. Yeah. Well, look, it's a great reunion. As you can see, the love that's here. And Judy, thank you. We love you very much and appreciate you. And can't wait to see you at the next event, whatever that might be when we're crossing paths.
5: Okay. Definitely in autism pandemic three. We're going to see it. Okay. The great awakening. Uh, coming June up. 3rd, June 3rd in Austin, Texas stream right. it live, Robert.
0: Excellent. Well, we'll be pumping that out to the world as well. So thank okay. you. All right. All right. So uh, Nia, as we uh, are in bonus round and thank you for hanging on there. I, I didn't yeah. know, uh, all that we would be covering or who would be coming on uh, with us. It was just such a a wonderful gift of healing that, that, you know, when we can come and celebrate the life of Dr. Batar and uh, see the people that loved and appreciated him and that, you know, we work together in our own way, uh, you know, very uniquely from those that are in the PhD level fields, the medical fields, the natural medical fields, whatever, or as you, you know, your history and entertainment and music and dance and uplifting people through your craft as well, how we converge and how, all the pieces come together to make this just be- gorgeous, beautiful tapestry. It's much like the microbiome that's the biodiversity yeah. that provides that life sustaining aspect and, and uplifting element. And uh, I, I just love that about all these events that we come together and there's just a genuine celebration.
3: Yeah. And, well, yes, a genuine celebration. And it's not even everybody having coming together from their different places and the different uniqueness. Everybody's unique, mm-hmm. but it's necessary like the, the uniqueness is necessary. Yeah. It just is. I'm, I was telling my mom, look, think about a car. You can't have a car with just the tires or just the engine, or even just three of the four tires. You can't it. So everybody is doing what everybody needs to be doing. And the the question is how truthfully are we doing it? (laughs)
0: Right. How much integrity are, are we? And, and, you know, you know, in the entertainment field, you just mentioned the Disney example, how much of the message is corrupted. It doesn't mean we can't have joy and engage in entertaining things and and participate. But I've seen a lot of people now have moved out of the the so-called machine of it and are really creating from their heart and guided by the spirit to do that, which is far different than that machine, so to speak. Oh, and
3: it's a machine and it's a box Mm -hmm. and you're told what you need to be doing. But I I mean, one thing I would like to say on this this note is that Mm -hmm. Not everybody who's in any industry knows the evil that is taking right. whatever the, the, the absolute agenda is at the top. I mean, there was a long time. I just thought I was in there doing what I was doing, you mm-hmm. know, and uplifting people. And it was a system through which I could inspire people. And then it got to feel like a box. That's when it was time for me to move out. Not before, not after. But I would always confront certain things, and it limited my motion. I mean, in retrospect, but I didn't care. Like, I wasn't. My goal in life wasn't to be famous; it was to live truthfully and express. So, I really encourage people too. As you move through life, understand that not everybody in this system the, sy- the system that is created so it is. It is, it's such an evil system (laughs) that is created for one reason, all of the systems, you know, Mm -hmm. but not everybody, the majority of people, I would say in those systems don't even know the system that they're a part of
4: Mm
0: -hmm.
3: or the agenda of it. And everybody is in the process of awakening. So a compassion is, is an imperative, I think.
0: Yeah. No. And it was beautiful too. When I heard from you after hearing of Raja's death, you said, if anything I could do to help, like we were talking about the advanced medicine conference and, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, we all wish and wanted it to be there. Um, this is what we're dealing with. If you had a family member lost like that, you might not be up for that. And I, and right. I understand that. But it's nice to hear from Judy and others who I've talked to. They said, you know what? The show must go on. You, that concept. Yeah. We are continuing to live on the legacy, if you will. And, and Rosh had wanted it to go on. And uh, we'll find a way to get that information out. Oh, in yeah. In a different way. We just pivot and we do it in a different way. It doesn't. Stop. Well,
3: It doesn't stop. And if you think about the first advanced medicine conference and where everything, how many more platforms have opened up since then, I mean, everybody has a show. Everybody is finding their way. Look at all the technology where we were all being shut down. Even I got shut down, and I wasn't even saying anything too terribly important, I don't think. (laughs) Um, But look at all the other avenues that have been birthed free of that kind of censorship free of the people are are gathering where they can see one another and that's part of the part of the success of the systems that exist now the pervasive systems is that they keep us divided and separate and unable to see one another so you will not hear of the good things that are happening in the world because they don't want you to know that they're happening but now people have created once once we did things like The Advanced Medicine Conference and your show and everybody just went, oh, my God, it's not just me. It's that. Oh, it's there's a there's a multitude of people and they figured out how to keep it going. Mm -hmm. And it is growing. And that's what we have to keep our awareness on, because that will make the old system flipping obsolete.
0: Mm hmm. Exactly. We don't have to go to battle. It's not a bloody war. It doesn't have to be. I know a lot of history of humanity is about that. Yeah. Uh, but watch the Bruce Lipton interview with, with Rashid from two weeks or so ago, and you, you'll get that, the spirit of what this is all about. It's seeing beyond the divide, the Hegelian dialectic, and genuinely realizing there's another path forward. And it doesn't involve asking for permission either, right. you know, that they'd like oh. us to think that we need their permission. Uh, sorry. No, no. uh uh-uh. It's not required, and we're going to carry on and do what we know is right and live yeah. in accordance with that. those principles and in integrity is which I believe uh, Dr. Bittar did. look he he was in a human body, and the time he was here, we all have uh, opportunities to screw up to learn from the screw ups as well and, I don't. Uh, and do better not <laughs> your, your
3: That's own. what I tell my kids I don't I don't, I don't, I don't screw
0: up oh, of course, yeah, not. but uh, uh, the beauty is, of course, we can laugh at ourselves as well it's a must yeah.
3: I, it's a must. Oh, my God. If you don't have humor mm-hmm. and and self-compassion, forget it. You're just going to yeah. drive yourself into the ground and go down judging everybody else.
0: So are, are you working on a, a project, a book or something right now? I'm writing. Yeah, that's okay.
3: it. And it's been part of my journey. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been on a bit of a spiritual walkabout for the last seven years, actually. And it's been just an extraordinary experience of learning, relearning my own guidance system. Mm -hmm. and recognizing where i have been programmed and there's still more i mean it's just it's kind of endless when you're in this human body suit of just peeling that away and learning the new guidance system where you're paying attention to the electromagnetic field that you actually are yeah and you're getting information and knowledge and knowing in different ways it's not from just reading right you're perceiving truth that exists in so many different ways. So, um that required a lot of unraveling and untethering and releasing and letting go. And very recently I realized okay it's time to put it into written form. Now is the time.
0: Oh. So boy, wait. that's <laughs>
3: yeah. well, the next question is once I write it, yeah, is it meant to be published?
0: Oh, okay, so there's still an option it'll just be a, a catharsis for yourself. Yeah.
3: I hope not because yeah. I think <laughs> i'm ready to kind of i'm I'm wanting to re-enter the the Mm -hmm. atmosphere so to say in a way that i feel is is um responsible is not the right word but Mm -hmm. most um positively impactful
0: honoring right Yeah. yeah Oh, it's beautiful we we have so many uh comments coming in uh for dr bittar today and i um, just grateful that we have and it'll be ongoing. I mean, there are many people that want to share that haven't been able to yet. And, and yeah. um, this one is an interesting one. I want to read that while you're here. This is from Kathy C. Um, and Super Don, it's in the show notes. Super Don put it. If you can look at the, uh, today is uh, the 22nd of May, 2023. Here it is. Dear Robert, this is a bit long, so I don't expect you to read it on the air. I love it when I do it anyway, though, <laughs> <laughs> but it was really on my heart to write this to you. When I heard about uh, Rashid's passing, I was having a hard time reconciling the protection of divine spirit with the power of the negative to overcome that more powerful force. I had listened to the entirety of Rasha's recording of his experience with the creator and how he was in such bliss. When I listened to your interview with him on Tuesday, he was clearly rewinning that state of consciousness each day. So how, how could I, how could the negative have overcome this positive spiritual force that had his back? I just came back from a walk during which I was contemplating this and what came through was his desire to be in spirit with the creator was greater than his desire to remain in the physical. Right. As this came through, I looked down and saw a shiny penny, then another, then another, then a dime, highly unusual. And the thought came through you're right on the money. Now, some will scoff at that, but along with finding the change came a profound change in emotion. The feeling of grief dissipated and joy rushed in. Now, when I think of Rashid, instead of a tear, I have a smile. I wanted to share this with you, Baraka Bashad, which is the ancient Sanskrit blessing. May the blessings be. Kathy see, Thank you, Kathy, for sharing that beautiful that's word. That's
3: really beautiful. Great. It's yeah. right on, too. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. So beautiful. Absolutely. And that's the, I mean, like what Marco Marco said, look, we, we come in. Some of us, for more demonstrative reasons, <laughs> like Rashid, to serve a purpose, and 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 when the consciousness of humanity catches up
0: mm-hmm. and
3: can carry the momentum of it, then they have the choice of moving on.
0: Yeah, yeah. And exactly. I thought that Choiced. was really beautiful. Yeah. Many of us don't feel like we have choice, and that's been the deception, the great deception. Yeah. God gave us choice, and. Man in his arrogance, trying to control other men, enslave other men or women, and children, uh, tried to deceive us to believe that we did, we didn't have choice. And isn't that amazing that Doctor Batar's final, you know, big journey was to bring that message back? I
3: know? was so happy when he told me about that when he shared that experience with me because he's such a warrior that he's almost a hammer looking for a nail sometimes mm-hmm. like Who needs the truth? Because I'm going to come beat you up with it right now. He was just like unapologetic, which is amazing,
4: mm-hmm.
3: but he just was always moving, moving, moving. And when he shared that experience of meeting the divine, I felt like there was this peace and this wholeness that he was able to touch that it just felt like breathing, hmm. like a big breath. And it didn't stop him truth-telling, but it was almost like it, it took away um, resistance or something. It lifted a resistance that he was battling, yeah. and it was so lovely. It reminded me of when you, when you hear people talk about um, when they die and go to the other side and, and return. They experience the wholeness. Of who they really are and the love and it's just like this is this is a show down here like there's so much more we are so much more than what we're usually aware of mm-hmm. yeah
0: well beautifully communicated as you always do and i am grateful to connect as we always say we're sorry that it's under these circumstances like the loss yeah. of a friend a loved one that's often you know they make movies about it like four weddings and a funeral right usually very quite comedic in the midst of tragedy uh, but we find uh, those times to come together in comfort and and upliftment, and um, I you know just hope that uh, uh, next visit, which will be sooner than later, we'll have updates on your your book or whatever other project you're doing. Or we're getting to hang out because you're just such a joy. We have so much fun together, and I'm grateful that you also befriended Doctor Rasha Bittar in this lifetime because I know he loved you and appreciated you very much as well.
3: Oh, it's been that that whole just the all of it was divinely planned all of it is you know
0: especially all everything's
3: divinely planned anyway but we can we can take a i think a shorter cut Mm -hmm. (laughs) a shortcut to the to the joyous aspects of it if we listen a little bit better which is (laughs) part of what part of what my journey has been for me is learning to listen a little Mm -hmm. bit better and it has been an absolute pleasure knowing you and getting to know paul and your beautiful family and um Marco, by the way, is coming back in oh, Marco. Yeah, we got to hang out June with or July. So maybe we'll take a trip.
0: Come on. We'd love to see you. It'd be great. And by the way, Paul sends his love and also wanted to be here today. I know how busy he is uh, to share his love of, of Dr. Batar as well. And, um, you know, we talked about remedies as well. The hydrogen water is an yeah. important, powerful remedy and in, in all of that we've talked about today as well. So you'll check out Paul at Echo Technologies. Um, but uh, yeah, so let's let's not so long till the next visit on anything you want or maybe we revisit some things that have come to mind. I, I got to tell a story about Rashid. Let's do it.
3: Yeah. Okay. I will do that. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: All right, Verenia. Don't don't be, Yeah, Verenia, thank you. Yes, that's, that's, that's a my beautiful birth name. full name. And <laughs> I appreciate you so much. You're such a love. Thank you for being here and being part of our lives as well. Love you so much. Yes. Bye. Thank you for sharing the love as we honor Dr. Rashid Bitar and his passing and uh, love and prayers to his family. I want to bring uh Super Don back into the mix. It's been a very, very busy show today
1: and it's not a What a cool show it's been it's though. Been, yeah. Really, it's been it's been neat.
0: Just in- incredibly blessed to know all these folks that you know, some we knew beforehand or after Rajah, but you know, a lot of people that have connected over the years. And I think about the the, the years we were doing advanced medicine Mondays with Dr. Batar and what it
1: Years, man. Years. Started in two thousand eleven and went for what, eight years, eight, it, nine almost years. Ten. Yeah. I
0: think it was in the ninth almost year ten. when, uh, but, yeah, and then what he did because of the COVID thing, it blew up into a, the stratosphere as far as his reach and, and what he was here to do.
1: Oh yeah. No, he went viral there and, and um, you know, did really well and created his own video platform mm-hmm. uh, ClickView. view. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, couldn't keep up with him. He was larger in life.
0: Did you get uh, our interview from last week before he passed um, up on ClickView? Because I, I know that was one of the things we promised we'd do. Or I promise. I, st- I
1: still have to do the, it, it. It required multiple steps, processes in order to accomplish because there was a problem with the file size. Oh, okay. So I still have not and I'll, I'll still get it up there. Well, I, again,
0: uh, I, this is one of those things that we didn't know.
1: We've got it up on Rumble yeah. right now. Yeah, so you can see it. And on SoundCloud yeah. and on Facebook. Okay. And I think Twitter, Twitter too, well, it's yeah, there. Yeah. Somehow. Well, please, <laughs> somehow. Share share
0: the, the message. Share the interview. Share all of the yeah. good, good things that he was here to do and, and still in his legacy will continue to do. Uh, so what other things are on your mind and your heart, uh, you know, coming through? Because you did spend a lot of time with Dr. Batar over the years. With
1: us. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's been emotional. I think anybody who's known him, uh, you know, for any period of time yeah i mean it's it's been kind of tough it was kind of tough putting that montage oh. together for the beginning of the show Yeah, you, you, um right. you know picking out the music and all that stuff if you if you miss that we opened the the show today with a, a like like a slideshow of pictures mm-hmm. of uh of dr ritz most of which had uh you, you and i mm-hmm. mostly you a couple of them with yes. me yes um but in any case yeah you know it's just man you know time that somebody somebody uh you know leaves us yeah um well it's a tough you know it's a tough one especially as we get older i think i, I know personally mm-hmm. you know as i get older and it's like you know people you start losing people more and more as we're getting older because you know time doesn't stop you know yeah. it just keeps on trucking um but it's obvious with you know the people that have been watching and and uh who will be listening to the podcast like that and all of the messages that we've gotten in mm-hmm. and and emails and stuff and phone calls and stuff like that. You know, he changed a lot of lives, touched a lot of people's lives. And so, you know, it's just, and I think ultimately that's what he wanted to do, you know? Um, and he did, he accomplished it and more. Yeah. And now there are people that he's inspired that are going to move on and carry the torch. He has a legacy. Yeah, no doubt. And yeah, it's, it's really cool. So here's the question. Um, where do we go from here? Yeah. I know today we've got our uh, our ask me anything our AMA yeah. coming up.
0: We're going to meet on Zoom in, in 90 minutes from now, right? Yep, I think that's right. So we have
1: to- and what that is is that's for uh, our members on Patreon yeah. that uh, they can for as little as five bucks a month they support the show and we do this once a month and so I think what we're going to do is we're going to kind of take a take a break here for about an hour and a half and we'll come back and we'll continue. Mm-hmm. On the AMA, a couple people have actually uh, signed. I want to, I just want to welcome, who I'm, Who do I want to welcome? I want to welcome, uh, let's see here, Amy Callister uh, just joined Patreon. So Amy will be able to join us on the AMA and Sandy F. Oh, thank you. Uh, also yeah. will be able to join us. And basically it's just it's just a big Zoom call with a bunch of, of uh, fans and supporters of the show. We all get together. Usually it's, it, well, actually it started off with people asking you questions or me questions mm-hmm. right putting us on the spot and asking this question whether health questions or just you know whatever you can ask or whatever you want to ask mm-hmm. um and then it turned into a community yeah. where it was like people in the community asking each other questions and they have this problem or this thing that they're trying to figure out or what do you know about this or whatever like that and okay. so it's really it's turned into a really cool
0: thing it's been a, a beautiful uh, uh, let's say natural evolution of a support group as well for folks that are in need. And I just love it. And, and and also it's fun
1: to give stuff back to you
0: guys as some of our sponsors.
1: That's right. Then we do the giveaways. I have to come up with some crazy trivia trivia questions questions. and we give away hundreds of dollars worth of, of uh, products and stuff that we, more, that more you than, put your stamp of approval more than on.
0: most of you would pay into becoming a supporter of page through patreon so thank you you can pay a year in advance or monthly whatever but every little bit helps i mean we don't have
1: and the way you do that you go over to robertscottbell.com and over on the right hand side there's a banner that says patreon just click on that it'll take you take you to the website and you've got 90 minutes to join the extended conversation here that we'll be having talking about dr Batar and how yeah, it's going to be cool because everybody that's going to be on the call is going to be able to talk to us about their feelings about what happened, Dr. Batar, how he has, you know, impacted them. Oh, look at that. We just got uh, James. James. James just signed Thank up. Thank you, James. Yep.
0: Look forward to We'll that.
1: see you here in about 90 yeah, minutes. And,
0: and as you said, it's a big task, but 400, like around 425 episodes of Advanced Medicine. Uh MP3 audio
1: type. Yeah. And that's the other thing is I, I what I'm going to do is I'm going to initially I'm going to put those up on Patreon. Okay. Um and so for anybody who happens to have four hundred and twenty-five spare hours. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> uh we're gonna put I'm gonna put eight years worth of, of uh Dr. Batard's advanced medicine Monday right. episodes up on Patreon somehow yeah. so that you guys will be able to get access to that. That's gonna be a project. Multiply
0: that times five or six and you'll find You'd have that much as far as all of the shows. But hey, just plug into the Batar Advanced Medicine Mondays. You'll have a you'll have a blast.
1: We had a dude, so much information. So so much it's interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh fun jokes. And I mean it was just you know, thinking back on all those years that we did those shows with him, it was just it was just fun. It was fun and informative and um it's just a treasure trove of information. Now that he that, can't uh, say
0: anything back, I could say we launched his career. In-
1: that's <laughs> right. It was all us. <laughs> <laughs> he would love that. He would love that.
0: Uh and yeah, and of course I, I I joked about it and if you want to see what I wrote about it, um maybe maybe we send that out as an email as a, you know, a remembrance email or something, but I uh, you know I said and people loved when he ended the show because he would say the power to heal is unequivocally yours. Unequivocally. Yeah, and and I just always said the power to heal is yours, but I said Rosh had either, he just wanted to make sure everybody understood what was being said, or he just wanted to one-up me <laughs> by doing that. In either case, I didn't care. It was wonderful. That's I
1: all right. You, it was man. his thing. It was his his little touch yeah. uh, to the end of the, the show.
0: Special, special thing. Do you, do you want to play that um, um, little montage on the way out, the, the images? Because some people didn't tune in in time to see it. Yeah. Give me just a second sure. here. I know you got to wire up and then the end, but folks, if we didn't get your comment and how was it on rumble today, were you able to look at it?
1: It was good. No, a lot of people tuned on rumble and we appreciate you guys uh, tuning in and, would encourage you to hang around. We do this uh, two hours a day, five days a week. And, five days and a then week. In our
0: Sunday show, I pre-record what they're turned into Sunday conversations. Very often spiritually focused, and uh, we've had some great, great interviews. Really extraordinary things we've been able yep. to share.
1: Before. Make sure to 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 uh, uh, click on the follow button there, so you can get notified every time that we go live. But we uh, we have a good time, and I think everybody that hangs out with us has a good time, and uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us today on a. On a day that uh, we weren't expecting, we didn't necessarily want, mm-hmm. but I think it's you know it's, it's an opportunity for everybody to remember all the good things about uh, a man that changed changed everybody's life uh, that he came into contact. with. Yeah.
0: So as you queue up the the, the video montage as we wrap up today, I want to thank uh, Dr. Brian Artis for being on board the first hour. Very intense discussions, but very te- again very high quality teachable moments in the midst of uh, Dr. Batars passing. Uh, of course, Nia Peoples, Varinia. Uh, Nia was wonderful, and uh, it was a nice surprise to have Ty on for a little bit, Ty Bollinger as well, uh, one of the three musketeers, if you will, in that context. Uh, we we had a lot of fun together, and uh, also um, uh, joining us, uh, Judy Mikevich. How cool was that?
1: Have, have that was a Judy. total surprise. Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, again, and, and how we've all intersected in this lifetime to come together to do these extraordinary things. and. Every one of you that are part of this show and and Dr. Batar, Judy, and everybody, uh, you're part of this. You're not any less significant if you don't have a doctorate, PhD. It's it's not about that. It's about being authentic, living that integrity and living the reason you're here, the passion, and you're bringing the love, recognition of choice, and showing others that you no longer need to live in fear. Because what's the worst thing that could happen? You end up back with your creator. As Dr. Vitar said, you live life fully until that moment. Whenever that is, it's not for us to decide. So God bless you. Thank you, Super Don, for doing all this wonderful work to make this happen as well. And uh, we'll see yep. you in less than 90 minutes for those of you want to. St- you can still sign up on the Patreon page uh, and join us for our next Zoom AMA. We do that every month uh, and uh, look forward to seeing everybody there.
1: All right. We will uh, we'll see you all tomorrow. And here is the, uh, the crossfade. This is the some of the memories uh that we have of uh, our time with Dr Rushbatur